What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 35. As always, I'm James. I'm Jared. And I am Attorney Dean Boyd. Have you or someone you know been involved in a car accident? Call the strong arm today. Sorry, I just saw that commercial on my way to work. I feel like that was a good background music. Welcome back, guys. I, mean, I haven't seen you in a month. Where it's you been? It's been a while, bro. Uh, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> we have not left James's garage. My arms moment. are tired. I just got back from the Capitol. <laughs> not really. Right. So we're watching. Not. We're watching a lot of the. I, I, I call them viral videos because it's a bunch of idiots doing shit, breaking into the Capitol. It is a virus. It is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's stupid. There's Stup- some stu- stupidity there's... spreads like a virus. Yeah. Oh, it really does. In the yeah. land of misinformation, disinformation, and just plain stupid people. That's contagious. Yeah. The media is the source of all of the madness that's been going on. Like, guys, we're, 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 we're fucking 16 days in to 2021, and it's even more bleak, some might say, than 2020. I, I did like a lot of the memes that said by on January 6th, they, they just flooded the internet saying, okay, I want to take back. I'm within my seven-day preview window. <laughs> I'm a new customer. I haven't beat the seven-day preview, freeview. Like, let me turn it back in. They've just been showing this shit nonstop. Mm. Give, well, giving people ideas, fueling the... The hate. That's the thing, I right? Mean, like, that's the media is the problem. Like, yeah. when they show shit like this on TV, you know, more instances are bound to occur. It's a domino effect. It's going to rile people up. They're going to be radicalized in their own way, and they're going to cause destruction. Well, I mean, it gives people more of an opportunity to say, hey, look at what these few thousand fuckers did. Now, you're like them, and you're like them, as opposed to just saying, look what these stupid is- it- assholes. Look what they did. Let's the, move on. It's... Move on. The world, well, not the world, but America is slowly, America. every day, becoming more an episode of South Park. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> like this 100%. Guy, like every fucking day. <laughs> he looks like, like they, it, that. That whole capital shit just reminded me of when uh, the people from the future <laughs> came and uh, Randy, <laughs> the like, they, were, they took our oh, jobs. And then they were like, let's all get gay in the pile. That's all I could think when I was seeing that shit. I can't imagine what they're going to do. With if the most gay- recent shit in the news, like they're gonna have a heyday this entire year of everything that happened last year. They're just gonna come and you up know, with badass episodes. I know they've taken time off from South Park Studios because of COVID nineteen and everything, and and but I, it, it's giving them a chance to to really build ideas on how they want their next season to go because they've got a lot of material. God damn, they might as well at this point just come out and make South Park bigger, longer, and uncut too. Like, at this point, oh, with yeah. this much shit, and just go balls to the wall. Oh, God, that would be hilarious. I really think that that's how they should end it. Like, their contract's up. They got four more seasons, and then the contract's up. And, and everybody's pretty sure that at this point, like, they've, they've said for years, like, yeah, we're going to retire. We're done. We're done. We're done. But they keep signing another contract and another yep. contract. I bet money they're done after this, but I think they should end whenever they finish. I wish they would just end the season on a cliffhanger and follow it up with a movie where they just fucking kill everybody, like the boys. <laughs> just kill the whole no. town and just make it really fucked up. No, it, it needs to carry on as long as The Simpsons has, if not longer. Yeah, it's long. therapy for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I feel everybody. like it's a little bit different. The Simpsons does a great job of predicting what's going to happen in the future, and South Park does an even better job of making our lives of the make present sense now. They, they make yeah the present right. but and I can, then there's I family guy South Park just lasting as long as the Simpsons. I, I could too oh, I just yeah. I just yeah. don't think Matt and Trey want to do that yeah I, I, especially Trey Parker I think he's about done which you know you would think that they would sit there and say you know America keeps giving us so much great resource to pull from and so many great stories to pull from because Matt Stone already has for about 
six or seven season, he's he's quit the show a lot. All he does is he 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 helps produce and does voices, but he doesn't write like he doesn't assist Trey in writing anymore. The main writers of uh, South Park now are Trey Parker and uh, Bill Hader. So, if they do eventually come to an end, what direction do you think they go in their careers? I don't I think, think they do. I, I think they take time off. Yeah, I don't. Really, I mean, they have they have almost like they've milked Comedy Central and like they have fuck you money as far as like yeah. television and things. Like, I don't think they need to do anything. If they do, they may do another Broadway play. I could see them making maybe one more film, kind of like Basketball or yeah. Uh, do you see them going? Like, the, please do. Do you see them going the autobiographical tour where they write an autobiography and they go on to like? Do you see them going straight to more like print like that? No, they or don't, I don't. Still think, entertainment. I think they're the type of guys that they hate celebrity. Right? They they make satire on that celebrity culture. I don't. I think once they're done with South Park, they're out of the limelight for a very, They're just, just going to go away. Yep. I think Dave so. Chappelle style for yeah. a while. And I think that's fine. But Dave came back. He did come back. Maybe they'll come back in the future. I would like to see them branch out a little bit more into other avenues, kind of like they did with the Book of Mormon. I would like to see that them. That would be great. Oh, I would yeah, like yeah. to see them make like a a a sitcom style that's that is live action but for HBO Max. Um because they're <laughs> partners with HBO right now. They're that's where you can get all the episodes of South Park is HBO Max. Um I I think that that would be a good fit for them to make like some kind of fucked up TV show. I would like to see that. So here's a question though: in the in the in the time of cancel culture, in the time of, and I'm, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the um, I want to talk about the PGA golfer in a little bit who has proven that you can't make one mistake when you're talking to yourself and without getting canceled. In the time of cancel culture, is there a place for a show like South Park that does nothing but push the bounds of what really? Just push the bounds of political. Or I mean, yeah, it's still, it still exists. So why not? It has to because someone's got to push the boundaries. Somebody's someone's got to push that that narrative and bring comedy back to reality. You know, our, our reality is very much comedy, and, and someone needs to shed their own spin on it, just like South Park does. And the way that they do their co- style of comedy is like you know that's why Chef quit because I'm yeah. sorry, nothing. I've always thought, and they stand by this rule too. Nothing is off limits in comedy, whether it's race, religion, anything, politics. Talk about it all. And if people don't laugh, that's their fucking fault. We can't get to a point as a society where we're too... Censoring comedy? That's censored, bullshit. Censored, you know? And we already have to a certain extent, but we can't go any further past, past this threshold. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into where you, you can't even... You can't say anything publicly. You know who really needs to come make a really strong comeback? And I think we're probably going to see it within the next year, especially with all the bullshit going on. Uh, he just kind of had a bad rap. But I, the, the only other comedian besides Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, that really has never given a fuck what comes out of his mouth is Louis C.K., and I think That's what I was if thinking. we get him to do a stand-up special, wasn't he? In, didn't he have something where he was jerking off in front of Every, people? Yeah, that's all right. I did. Yeah, that's, all, that's, <laughs> all, that's all. I did. Which <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've I've personally I've never been to like uh, a Hollywood party or in a green room or stuff like that. I have I have I've you know we all hear stories and shit like that, especially everything that's happened in Hollywood over the last few years with like Harvey Weinstein. And I don't know, I'm sure there's lots of other people. I mean, He's just the only one. And we've talked about this on the podcast. He did something weird, right? Yeah. It's really weird. He didn't hurt anybody. And he asked permission every time he did it. So, And then people just got their fucking He, he has on. a weird fetish that, that is predominantly... That's normal for amongst him. humans. In he general, wants, people wants, have weird fetishes like that. But I'm okay. 
It, it's strange. It's bizarre. What's your weird fetish like that? You that's not no, no no no. That's not something that he should have been canceled for. I agree. No. I agree. Well, and you you brought up a good point when you said that every time or whoever said every time before he did it, he asked permission. It should be it should be common knowledge that with in a room full of adults, if you say, "Hey, I'm going to pull my dick out and I'm going to fellatio myself," if you don't want to be a part of this, leave. If you don't want to be a part of it, leave. It, it's it should it's, not well, be hard to it's understand. pushing it's pushing it's weird the it's, boundary it's for not, sure i mean morally you could argue if it's right or wrong i i'm on the more of the wrong it's fucking weird why yeah, are you doing that so weird. but at the same time i think it when it, it came out it was during that time of the me too shit and oh, so yeah. it kind of yeah. like fell in line it came with out, that yeah, the right and time. i think i think if that would have happened today with like things happening with the capital nobody would give a shit <laughs> right it does go in hand with things that are happening around the world and, and in popular media and the cancel culture, you know, way of life is just, I, it, that's I, just the way we live now. I've, I've jacked it five times since I've been here. You have. <laughs> You've hit it pretty well in your hoodie. So, First of all, I had six. You, you hid one. <laughs> there was a devil in there I thought had happened. Okay, so the reason I asked this is because Justin Thomas, um, he's a PGA golfer, and he was putting, and he missed a putt, and he called himself a gay slur. Okay. Called himself a faggot. How dare you say that? Well, I'm 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 reading the story, and so he got a lot of pushback from it. It was a hot mic. He was able to be picked up. I say hot mic. I don't think they wear mics. I'm pretty sure they just have mics pointed just at them. Just a live cam yeah. with a mic. And, mic. and yeah. I saw today that Ralph Lauren dropped him as uh, they. I guess he was one of their sponsors, and they dropped him. So in in a <laughs> this is James and I know a little bit about this uh, when you're when you're saying something to yourself and you're not expecting to be recorded and stuff like that. When you make mistakes, when you may say seem to say things that you probably should not have, but you're directing them towards yourself. I mean, is this where we've come as a culture of he needs to be canceled? Everything needs to be taken from him because he did use a slur, which shame on him for doing. But that's not something that should cause someone to lose their livelihood, especially if that's not the character that he portrays the rest of the time. Right. Especially if he comes out and publicly acknowledges the, the, the mess up. Yeah. The, the slur was not intended to offend anyone. He needs to come out and say that. And if he does that, then he should not have his livelihood taken away. Yeah. And I think it does vary. I think if you're going on a racist rant and you get caught going on a five or six minute racist rant, right. like we're seeing with a lot of people, that's a little bit different. You're probably a racist. If you miss something and it causes you to lose money and you just call yourself a, a name and something derogatory that you've used, I don't know if it quite falls. And here's it the thing. Be the same. Like I, I, I don't agree with the fact that he said it because no. he is at his place of work. He is a professional. Mm-hmm. You've got to know that there are cameras around you 24 seven and be mindful of what's coming out of your mouth. I mean, there's no excuse for that. He, sh- he right. should have known better. Right. So if he publicly comes out and, and apologizes great for him, but I don't think he should be canceled. He did. And he did. I think it was like immediately after maybe immediately after he got done playing or even if he just saw that it was something that was trending, I agree. There's there's no so, place for that. Kind what of are the reaction. repercussions that are following him because of this? Uh, like I said, Ralph Lauren is. I mean, that's it's one of the biggest. I think there's a couple of other sponsorships like that he's lost. Is he being t- taken off of the PGA Tour? I don't think he is. I mean, I would think that that's something that they would fine rather than over anything else. But yeah, we've seen a lot worse. We've seen domestic violence in the NFL where yeah. players have gotten removed from the league for a period amount of, a short amount of time, but they're always welcome back and they they continue their careers. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very. Can you? If they allowed them back, you can let this guy back. It's, I mean, it's too different. A lot of people will say though that the standards that they hold at the PGA are probably a little bit higher than the standards they have for the NFL. And you know, like using that word, 
I, you know, I don't think he was using it as a derogatory slur no, no. towards gay people. That's just a word that it is a derogatory slur. It is a derogatory slur towards gays, but it is a word that we all used growing up that you just called like it was like idiot yeah. for other things. Like, I, right, moron. I, I will say, stupid. I was out of high school, I believe, when I actually like solidified like oh that was originally meant to be something that was a slur towards gays well i knew i never attributed it to that i learned that the, that that was the what the culture and the community had lived with i, I didn't mean, know you that. knew that though you knew that that's what but it was but not that it was solely because of as as a gay slur i knew that it was used in in in, in parallel with the gay community but i never knew that that word originated as a slur for gay people i just think we need to right. as a society to stop being so offensive taking offense to everything yeah. and just kind of take a step back like there are things that went on in the 90s and 80s that that people laughed about and and now it's like things you can't say james i want you to play this little excerpt here from a stand-up comedy special uh by one of my favorite comedians mr chris rock oh, and this came out in the early 2000s and this is is just... he is he gonna yell because i like chris rock when he yells well chris rock always yells i know what <laughs> if the person that he called the faggot was acting like a faggot. Because you, you don't have to be gay to act like a faggot. You don't even have to be a man to act like a faggot. Anybody can act like a faggot. L- l- let me give you an example. I love Gwen Stefani. I think No Doubt is one of the best groups in the world. I keep a No Doubt CD in my car. and oh, I You know this is old. He's talking about CDs. End. I'm like, don't speak. I know just what you say. Good memories. Oh, please stop explaining. I won't even get out of my car till the shit's over. I'm like, you know you're good. You know you're real good. La, 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 la. La, la, la. Da, da. I fucking love me some Gwen Stefani, right? Now, if I'm driving my car and I'm at the light and you in the car behind me and the light's red, and I'm just sitting there blasting some Gwen Stefani, and I'm just like, ain't no holler back, girl. Ain't no holler back, girl. Ain't no holler back. And you're in the car behind me, and the light's red. Cool. But then the light turned green. And I don't see it, because I'm in Gwen Stefani heaven. <laughs> and I'm just going, ain't no holler back, girl. Ain't no holler back, girl. Ain't no holler back. Now the light starts fucking blinking. It's getting ready to turn red again. And I still don't see it. And I'm in my car going, the shit is bananas. B, bananas. The shit is bananas. B, bananas. Now, if you're in the car behind me and that light's get ready to turn red, and I'm going, the shit is bananas. B, bananas. If you're in that car behind me, you have the right to go, hey, faggot, the light's about to change. <laughs> So, you know, I just feel like that is something that we, it was a word we all used growing up when somebody was being stupid or acting like a faggot, as Chris Rock so eloquently put it. And it's a shame that that guy, that, that golfer is getting canceled because of something like that. Because he wasn't directing it towards anybody. He was directing it towards himself and the mistake that he had made. So he was using it in his own term. But is it not 
I mean, does it not get into fuzzy areas when we use that versus it, other derogatory slurs or racial slurs? That, it's, I mean, there are other words that are way worse than that, right? Agreed. Like the Definitely. N-word. Can't, yeah. can't just go dropping hard R's everywhere no. you go in public. And, I mean, you shouldn't do that anyway. But In, in, in today's culture in, in 2021, we can't use the, the faggot word as if we used it, you know, back 20 years ago either because the times have changed. Yeah. And I know, I know Joseph remembers this episode of South Park where the kids, the South Park kids were, were using that word and they were referring to bikers that were coming in and they were blaring their engines and the, then the kids were defining them as that. And then was it Mr. Slave at the time? I think Mr. Slave was in it. And Garrison thought that the boys were calling it them. And the boys were like, no, it's just a, it's just a word that we're using to, yeah. to call an idiot or someone stupid. And so it's, that's yeah. a good episode to drive home the point. I also remember that episode uh, even farther back from that, from like season five, uh, where they were saying the word shit. They broke the record for how many mm-hmm. times to say the word shit <laughs> in, on TV. It's a and, word of curse. And they would bleep anybody else that said the word fag. And <laughs> Mr. Garrison would be going around going, uh, hey, you can't, hey, you can't call me that. You can't say fag. And, and Jimbo's like, what, you mean you can't say beep unless you're a beep? That's right. And and uh, somebody like uh, Butter's dad. It was goes, Butter's dad. Yeah. He, he goes. He goes. Well, why can't I say faggot? And they were like, Hey, you didn't get bleeped. <laughs> it's just. It's an interesting. It's just an interesting time that we're in. I agree with Joseph. I wish people would be a lot less sensitive and just kind of and and also a lot more forgiving. Right. It, it, people it, make it's mistakes. Just, it's unfortunate because not everybody, you know, has that type of a view on it. I mean, they, people have a spectrum of what they believe is funny. And if it's not in their spectrum, they get automatically offended. And I, it it sucks that we as a society are not as receptive to what we used to be, what we used to find funny. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a shame, but that's just the world we live in now. I'm sure you guys have seen this clip. I want to play this one real quick. It's about two minutes long and it's uh it's another comedian that talks about how, you know, just if you're offended, just be offended. And yeah. hold on, are you saying if you're offended, just be offended and don't air your problems <laughs> yeah, just, out for others to hear? It's, it's okay to be offended. Wait be, a minute, are you yeah. saying that getting offended that, that does not make one, one a victim? Nope. Joseph, groundbreaking shit here on know, right? Locker Room Talk. <laughs> if you if this is the first time you're listening in, it's this deep all the time, all the time. Oh, stupid yeah. ads. There we're we're going to cut that part. <laughs> I think we have political correctness, which is, which is the joy that is the other side of health and safety, which is health and safety, which is a small oppression of our physical movement, so we can't do anything with our permission from the state. <laughs> and political correctness is the oppression of our intellectual movement, so no one says anything anymore in case somebody else gets offended. <laughs> what happens if you say that and someone gets offended? <laughs> well, they can be offended. <laughs> What's wrong with being offended? When did sticks and stones made break my bones stop being relevant? Yeah. <laughs> True. Is that what you teach children, for God's sake? That's what you teach toddlers. He called me an idiot. Don't worry about him. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now you have adults going, I was offended. I was offended and I have rights. <laughs> well, so what? Be offended. Nothing happens. <laughs> You're an adult. Grow up. Deal with it. I was offended. I don't care. Nothing 
nothing happens when you're offended. There's nothing. I, I went to the comedy show, and, and the comedian said something about the Lord, and, and I was offended. And when I woke up in the morning, I had leprosy. <laughs> you know it's British when they're talking about leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens. I want to live in democracy, but I never want to be offended again. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> How do you make a law about offending people? How do you make it an offense to offend people? Being offended is subjective. That has everything to do with you as an individual, or a collective, or a group, or a society, or a community. Your moral conditioning, your religious beliefs, what offends me may not offend you. And you want to make laws about this? I'm offended when I see boy bands, for God's sake. <laughs> it's a valid offense. I'm offended. They're corporate shills posing as musicians to further a modeling career. And frankly, I'm disgusted. Wow. <laughs> But what am I going to do? Call the cops? Hello, it's me again. <laughs> They're on the telly this time. <laughs> telly. Five of them, that's it. Yeah, white suits, dancing like girls, that's them. Five minutes, I'll be out the front traumatised. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're offended, be offended. It's okay. Somebody hurt your feelings. Like, I, I, what happened to be when you were on on the playground as a child, and some kid got picked on? We're not. I'm not condoning like picking on children or what, anything like or like bullying or things like that. But you, you you had your feelings hurt. You went home, you cried about it. You and you woke up the next day and you dealt with it. And you grew the fuck up. Like, it is pretty sad when our our two to six year olds have a greater social emotional capacity with dealing with things like that than our adults do. That's true. Because my four-year-old always... I mean, there's, there's days that she's come home and she said, so-and-so was mean to me. You know, he said that I couldn't be a Power Ranger while they were playing Power Rangers. And I said, you can be a Power Ranger all you want. And we play Power Ranger. And the next day, it's not a big deal to her. Right. They forget about it. They move on. That's the yeah. problem. Adults cannot move and, on and with you, their emotions. You can't, you can't teach kids to, 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 to be strong-willed if you, if you grow up, let them grow up in this be-offended culture. Like I remember another you know, comedian, Dale Hughley, he, he said th- something similar that my mom even told me. You know, he said something I didn't like. And, oh, okay, well, they made fun of Jesus. What, you think they're not going to talk about you? They can say whatever you want but, about you, but don't let them put your, their hands on you. And, and no. that's, right. that's how you should be. I'm not saying it's okay to, as a man to have feelings and, and be, if you want to be, you know, sentimental and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to talk about like toxic masculinity or anything like that, but just, and that's another fucking word that got made up in the last <laughs> 10 years too that gets on my nerves. Yeah. But um, it, just, it's okay to have something you don't like and you move on. I don't understand why people get so bent out of well, shape. People let it control because their their lives. When you do get offended, and you let that control your life, you end up with storming the Capitol because your guy didn't win. And like that, that shit drives, that shit's insane to me. It's, it's envy. It's irrational. It's, it's, it's it, it causes irrational thoughts. Yeah. No logic exists in this mob mentality that, 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 that is cancel culture. And that's, that's the thing we're living in. And then, and then like it, the left is guilty of it. The right is guilty of it and everything in between. And people just need to chill the fuck out, mind their business and go about their day. I feel like if I took a random person on the street and I yelled at them, I'm like, hey, fuck you, <laughs> they would not care. But if I got on Facebook on a public forum and mm. I said, hey, fuck you to their comment, yeah. I, I would. I would I, open the floodgates. Yes. Adrenaline goes up. 
the fingers start moving. Yes. The the keyboard, keyboard warriors, warriors. <laughs> go at it, the man. The clown sh- clown shoe keyboard warrior. Key- I can't even say clown shoe. And that keyboard and warriors. it all it everything we we say it, involving social issues these days it funnels into media social media, and that sucks. That's why I say it's our it's it's envy. Because if you have if you are more worried about somebody else than yourself then something is drawing your attention to them and you're envious. It just shows how self-conscious society is. Yeah. And it's like, what happened to the golden rule? You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And just like that comedian said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are never going to hurt me. Right. It's like somewhere in, in between, a bunch of people got on Facebook and fucking forgot about that. <laughs> they did. And- it's because they, they, it's because honestly, and this is, this is one thing that I, I truly, truly believe. I remember being a kid thinking as I got older, or being a kid thinking that grown-ups knew what was going on. Say, say that grown-ups again. knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. Grown-ups were smart, and by the time I got older, everybody around me, people would have their shit together, and people don't. No, People don't, don't grow no. up. People mm-hmm. don't figure themselves out. We've got 30-year-olds that, st- that still have no clue with what they want to do. And it's 30-year-olds n- that are way more emotional now than they were when they were 12. Exactly. Because they never spent time to think, okay, what do I want? Because I guarantee you that's what it is. They're more worried about everything else. It is so much easier to worry about something on a large scale than it is to take care of your house. Yep. That's what it, that's, that's unfortunate. All it down but, to. but like I said, that's the society we live in and it's, it controls everyone now. And I choose not to be a part of it. I choose to step aside and, yep. and see the picture for what it is. And you have to take a step back and you have to look at the bigger picture and look at the things that are, you know, kind of front and center and, and, and you make your own judges and, how you want to live your life and, and what you're going to react and not react to. But you don't have to let everybody know about how every fucking waking moment of how you think and feel. No, it's, it's artificial. It is. And it's, it's all it is. It's, 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 I think part of it is, you know, look what I did today. Like love, love me. It's I a one up culture. People are yeah. very, very vain. Yeah. They, 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 oh. they want, they want to be the center of attention everywhere they go. And it's just, I think all of it kind of, culminates together but you and know I'm, moving on let's we, yeah, we, let's, we, let's, we got a lot of topics on. to get into uh jared what's our first flavor of the week uh flavor of the week i was doing that to open up my app i'll take one as well um so the first thing that i put down was nra the national rifle association filed for bankruptcy i think it was chapter 11 which uh, i think it was chapter 11 which i think is the one that was just um that's just where they're like reorganizing all their assets and everything. Well, essentially they're leaving New York and they're planning on coming to Texas. Uh, because why would you stay in New York with high ass taxes as a corporation and not to Texas where there is zero income tax? Jared, Jared real quick, help my dumb brain. I've always heard that word. What is chapter 11? So I think there's three different kinds and I could be completely wrong. So if you're, if you have know anything about this, let us know. I think there's three, I think there's chapter seven, nine and 11. I think chapter seven is where, you're having to liquidate assets and you're trying to move something smaller, kind of similar to what Toys R Us did. And I think chapter 11 is just where you're reorganizing all of your assets and like get rid of it and like start over kind of blank slate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like and, uh, if I were to file blank bankruptcy, that's what most lay people do yeah. is they would file, file chapter 11, right? Yeah. They, you, well, that's where you just file bankruptcy and you, you it's like seven years. Re- and you resetting can't your credit yeah. and things yeah. like that. And it's, it's, it's an, a lot for a lot of people. It's a, okay. So chapter seven, sometimes referred to as liquidation bankruptcy is the most common type of bankruptcy and the most basic form of bankruptcy. It's where you, the liquidation of individual properties and then distributes it to creditors. So that's where you've lost everything. 
Chapter so that, nine is a bankruptcy for mun- municipalities, cities, towns, counties, school districts, for example. That just sucks. That means that why are you giving tax money to people that can't run shit? And chapter 11 is a re- reorganization of bankruptcy and is available to individuals and businesses. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. They're just reorganizing, getting okay. out of the shithole that is New York taxes, not New York. Uh, and as they quote, the quote, toxic political environment. I think it's mind blowing that they've nestled in New York for so long. That is kind of weird. Why Why not come down to the old South? Well, well here's, the, here's the thing. What New York it, well, was different well, 30 no, years and, ago. And it still is. It still is. New York as a whole, as a state, is predominantly right wing, mm-hmm. very conservative. I mean, you think about it, Wall Street, all that business and money that goes through there, it's a bunch of conservative people. Uh, you know, there are a lot of liberals and Democrats that live in like NYC, but New York is bigger than Manhattan. And most people don't know that. Yeah, most people think it's just Manhattan, the city. Yeah, despite yeah. the fact that there's like, what, 10 million people that live there and 30 million people in the whole state, most yeah. people just think New York is New York there's City. There's going to be a football right. game tonight in New York that's Foot- not New York City. Football? It's in Buffalo, which is at the very tip of the almost border of Canada. Yep. It's like people, what? What do you mean New England's not a state? That's where the Patriots play. <laughs> God, dog. I've been, a, I've been a fan all these past 10 years, and I didn't know that. The New York Giants don't even play in New York. Shut You shut your mouth! <laughs> The Cowboys, uh, though, they play in Dallas. So, so what what do you feel about? I mean, we're all gun owners here. Uh, bankrupting as NRA. Do you think? Um, with that being said, are we going to see like price drops in in firearms no. and things? You think it's going to be ex- no because of everything that's going the political climate? You think it's here's, just going to skyrocket? Here's why I don't like the NRA. And I, I I'm not a card carrying member of the NRA. And if I if I, never, I go to like, I never saw the point in it. If to I be go honest. to gun ranges and they're like, well, you got to be an NRA member to join us, I tell them, well, fuck you, I'm going to go somewhere else. The NRA is supposed to be, it's a National Rifle Association. It's supposed to be pro-Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is there in place, and it states it shall not be infringed. I'm not saying that citizens need to own tanks and all, although I would save up for a tank. I'm pretty pretty sure we all would. Be unstoppable. But if you... you, Uh, Roll up in my panzer. (laughs) If you do... If you do any... You did, just because it's, it's a German Panzer, you guys saw the, the guy that owned a tank and destroyed his town, right? Yeah, it was. It wasn't a tank. Like, that was a. It was two thousand four. He, he give me. A he t- had his own a, tank. No, that was a bulldozer. Oh, no, bulldozer. Yes, and he, bulldozer. He, and that is a, basically that's a tank. American as it gets. Well, he was getting screwed over by his government. Yeah. All I'm going to say but, is, give me a tank, and I will fuck Amarillo. Bulldozer up. man. <laughs> no, but it, I, don't, I don't like the NRA because anytime that you lobby in form of infringing on rights, I'm against it. And the NRA had a chance to really stand up for. Uh, what was it? The Las Vegas Massacre, where a dude used a bump stock. One person in the history of bump stocks did some stupid shit because that's what mentally ill people do. Unfortunately, they do stupid things. They're mentally ill. So we ban butt stocks that people are using for recreation. That makes no sense whatsoever. That's not where gun crime is. Gun crime is not in assault rifles, which do not exist. They're not in semi-automatic rifles. I mean, they rifles. do exist, just not for laypersons. Well, the, the, the name assault rifle. Yeah. There's nothing that's an assault no, rifle. Yeah, but yeah. To make but an it's, example, it's a waste of money, right. the NRA. There are Fuck automatic them. rifles. There are automatic but rifles. But assault rifles. Yeah. I but, can understand why the ban was put in place. One bad, one bad apple spoils the bunch. Which is a terrible, terrible thing because we're not apples. It is, it is terrible, <laughs> but it is an analogy that fits the situation. It's an and, analogy that fit what people pushed. And you know what? It gives off, to play devil's advocate, it, it gives others ideas. It gives others ways to manipulate the device to kill and hurt. If yeah, that, I completely agree with you, James. 100%. But, if, but if that's the case, then we also need to get rid of all of the um, 
all the commercials for the, frankly, all the commercials for the army, the marines, the navy, where they're showing, right. hey, go off to war, go off to battle, do Dude, all those these things. commercials are so fucking funny. <laughs> Anybody that I've ever talked to in the military, they're like, you know, it's th- not like th- that. they're like, well, like if they're like, it's so fucking stupid, bro. Like I, I eat shit rations and in the cold and like <laughs> you saw the guys in the Capitol sleeping on the floor the other day. That was yeah. bullshit. And which, it, what the fuck is with that? How we have billions, we spent trillions of dollars over the last ten years. On our military. Oh, that's one of my big pipe dreams. If I could, those, if I those ever guys became, don't get a cot. The first thing I ever I would, would do, in, in if I was president, is slash that shit in half. We spend way too much on military. Well, here's funding. the thing. Here's here's why I really think that we still have a bloated. We're still making shit that we don't use every day. No, no, making, I, I know because, that. Because a lot of it goes into R and D. I get well, that. And a lot of it props up jobs. Like that's that's why we have swing states. That's why there's so much push for defense spending is because we're still making these airplanes and these tanks, and so we're spending a lot of money on stuff that, like that. That UFO technology, cause. Hey, Which man. we're gonna get to. That's it's not an episode you know, of Bullseye Locker Room Talk without Aaron, unless we're talking aliens. <laughs> hey, they re- they released a lot of classified alien documents recently. We'll get to, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, but I do. mean, I so they're gonna move to Texas, right? That's what they're saying. They're wanting to reorganize. God damn it! Everybody's to moving to Texas. Joe started this. Thanks man, a lot. Just Joe. just keep the Californians out of Texas, please. Well, well the Californians Californians are coming in. Of course, they're going to Austin. I mean, they're they're funneling it, to the butthole of Texas. I know the capital's there, the but you know what? Texas. It's the hippie with the with the with the dingleberry hanging. Down. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Me personally, I know you, you don't like it because of the University of Texas. I don't like the the climate there. I, I don't. Like I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't no, no, I don't either. I it's, get it, but I'll, I'll say humid. this: I've had it's more fun hot, in Austin than any other town in Texas. Every time I go there, I have a great time. Float the you river. Can have a good time anywhere. I get that, James. I'm just saying there's a fuck ton of shit to do in Austin. I just, I just want to say, last time I was in Austin, I had gin, and I'm not nice on gin. Yeah. And so I'm not going to go back to Austin. I think I've got two years. I think I've got two years left. I, I will say this. <laughs> I, I hate 6th Street. That's that's just like all 6th Street is is like a big, big fucking Grand Central Station. Oh, just God. douche just, after douche. Well, and- it's a cesspool for one. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. Then you don't need a number is. two, three, or four because it's all that's the all it is. What, what I want to know is how the fuck is Joe Rogan getting away with smoking all this pot on his podcast in Austin? He's like, yeah, weed's almost legal here. Just soaking it up. And I'm like, no, dude, it's really not. It's, it's still not. It's it's decriminalized a little bit in Texas. Like, if I were to get caught in Amarillo with, like, and we've talked about this before, like, on the podcast, if I were to get caught with, like, an eighth on me or something, APD would probably, like, crumble it up, take it. Probably for their own personal use, <laughs> and 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 say you know, know go go about your business. You know what I mean. You're not going to get arrested for a very small to amount. Me, now, if you have a, like a brick of weed, like, <laughs> Austin is just. Around, I ain't got nothing, man. I ain't got nothing underneath my seat. It's not two pounds. It's not green herb. It's, it's nothing. It's just sage. Austin is just sage. like an amusement park that that's that's in Texas, but it's not really part of Texas. Oh, it doesn't I, I, symbolize what it, Texas it actually is. is. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, and I don't think any I don't think any one general region does. That's the good thing about Texas. Is Texas is whatever the fuck we no, want. No, but to everyone be. wants to associate Austin associate with it. Austin as this is Texas. Texas this is yeah. what Texas is. And the it's thing like, is, it's but, Austin doing. But you know it. what? People don't give the Panhandle any credit. I'm from the Panhandle of Texas. Okay, and I, I damn sure represent the Panhandle of Texas. Amen. I'm very proud. Wait a minute. Wait. Where are you going to? Where are you going to get your higher education done? In Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that shows how Texas Panhandle you are. Oh, that's so funny. Because I'm Texas. <laughs> Sorry. But what did I get? Where did, where did I get my undergrad sucker. education? Where did I get I my undergrad yeah. education? Yeah, yeah, WT. It, it WT. I'm just exactly. Which is a sister school of who? Texas A&M. 
Which is located where? The point is, College Station. The, the Texas Panhandle <laughs> does, does not get the respect it deserves as being part, an integral part of Texas. I agree. Yeah. It's very forgotten about. You know what sucks is we had the opportunity to have Texas Tech here and, it, and we fucked it up. But you know what we, we did want te- We didn't want Texas Tech. Here. I think I've talked about it. They voted against it. I think I'll talked about it in the past. Weeks. I hate Tech as a, but I just hate Lubbock. Do yeah, you, that would have been nice to have a university here. Do you think you have I forty? Yeah. Do you think we'll there. get the Amazon distribution center? I think yes. I'll yeah, talk about it last week. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they, it's, thought, it's like like concrete and walls oh, and I frames thought, are up. I thought they just had the proposal for the tax. No, no, they're we they're building it, and they they approved over three hundred jobs. That's, that's oh, going to yeah. be such a, a great thing for our economy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think it's great I, for the growth of the city. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to be able to like order shit from Amazon. It'll be like you're a day later. You know what? <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm excited for? I'm hoping now that Amazon's in and we have uh, Amtech, which is the new technical call or technical school that Amarillo ISD is putting out over on the old this. Hastings building. I didn't building. know this. Yeah. Oh, Amarillo ISD is putting up a new high school and it's just for. Technical Institute, but it's but it's 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 like STEM. It's like it's STEM. It's technical. It's they're gonna have eventually they'll have HVAC. They'll have plumbing. And, and those work with like only seniors can go there, right? No, like this is a ninth through twelve. No shit. Not only that, Joseph, but you can live in Paducah. You can live in Claude and come to this school. It's cool. We're yeah. It's it's a great. I thing. mean, Amarillo has been growing. Like, there's so much shit in this town that wasn't here when we were 18 that exists yeah. now. It's insane how big we're growing. I've said for years, you know, in the next 10 years, uh, and this was like 10 years ago, eight years ago, that Amarillo and Canyon will be connected, and they almost are. You you take you go from I-27 at Hollywood to Canyon. To, by the time you hit 23rd Street and all that, like you're, it's practically all connected. I wonder who is. I wonder who's. I wonder who's building it. I wonder because I'm looking at this article and we've got thirty million dollars worth of equipment and seventy million dollars worth worth of improvements. Did we luck out and get a would, local contractor? I would, I would assume like construction workers. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> aliens. Aliens. <laughs> it's the aliens. No, but that's cool. Legal I would, ones. I would love to see. I think we have the land. I would love to see some some server housing from AWS from from Amazon server. I, I would Amazon Web Service. I would love to see some. Server I think it's housing great. It's area. brilliant. You know, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> we've got I forty. We got we got the loop. It goes around a circle. It's, it's they're expanding the loop, sir. Expanding, they're expanding the loop. They are. But yeah. So with, I mean, Amarillo's got some great things going. I I do like that we've shifted a little bit to more of a tech. Amarillo is tech as opposed to not that Amarillo arts are not con, you know they don't contribute and they're not a great thing. But I think Amarillo tech is a lot better than Amarillo art for the future of Amarillo in terms of just general what we want, what type of businesses, and what kind of culture we want coming in well, is, is less tech, tech is going to drive us tech is going to drive us further tech needs to drive us further um, that is the future and we have per- we have to, so much land around us we to, do to, to move to move on I, I just caught something that caught my eye i hadn't seen this in the google doc um uh, i'm going to skip to the <laughs> fourth flavor of the week topic is this true Trump wants a 21 gun salute seeing him off. So tr- <laughs> this, <laughs> what this, 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 what <laughs> this guy this guy trump he he is m- and, and here's the article I read, and this is why I put it for this. So he's mulling over the idea of is a 21 gun. Where did you hear this? Um, the news. Oh, okay, so no, I don't remember where. True. I don't remember where. <laughs> um, but no, I, and I think it was a quote. He was like, "Yeah, that's something that we could do. That's something." No, that's, you don't that's deserve reserved a 21 gun for salute. Fallen soldiers. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, that, dude. If if that happens. I have lost all faith in. I don't have any faith in government as it goes. But like I, the like I, I'm fucking done. 
If yeah, that if they if they did a twenty one gun salute for that guy, I mean like he's still alive. What's the fucking point of that? You know the best part he's is pandering to of, the patriotic followers. Yeah, the people that the, don't, the best part would be America's is is if a bunch of patriots, as they call themselves, the patriots, oh, they just showed up and they did it. showed up and did it, and like six of their guns arrested. jams. It's like a thirteen and a half. Not even that, but they just fired just random dudes that weren't <laughs> with law enforcement, weren't with military. Yeah. Maybe they're ex military. Yeah. They just get arrested for discharging a firearm in public. Yeah, here it is. James found it on Business Insight. He's he was he's also asked about the possibility of a twenty one gun salute because he's not attending the ceremony and he's like I'm sure Trump was like it would it'd be a great idea no one would deserve a twenty one gun salute better than me the president of the United States for the how next did, three days how did we get to this he point? won't he won't even attend the ceremony he intends no. to depart for Mar-a-Lago on Wednesday morning four four fucking years all we've had is Trump Hillary and Biden how the fuck did we get in this situation you stupid people that put these people in these elected positions you go fuck yourself i'm i i guarantee if if morgan freeman would have said i'm not gonna do anything just elect me <laughs> and just talk to you and decently. just talk to me just get do a state of the union every night put me to sleep Tell me good things. Well, now that Trump we already had has a good talker came and for went. four years, we don't need another one. Yeah, we had him for oh, eight years. So now, now that Trump has, you know, had his four years, he's gone. I can see a celebrity becoming a president we in the near future. You know what? I, I fuck it. At this point, if that's who, the, here's my thing. Here's my two cents on it. Like, just morally, moral grounds. If you're going to give us the shittiest options in the last four years of Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton, those were the people that we could vote for for president of the United States, then fuck it. Next election, let's get Oprah Winfrey versus Dwayne Johnson. I don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I mean, the options have been very bizarre and strange. We need to get younger in the White House. More. We need to get. We need to, we get, need to get some young people going. We need to a progressive for mindset. Yeah. In in office that we, we that can to, push our country in the right direction. I just want somebody that runs that says, "Hey, I'm not here to take care of you. I'm not here to do anything of that." I wish that you. you I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the ability to take care of yourselves by not taking as much of your money, and we're gonna cut sending money everywhere else. If we got enough money, we we have so much money going everywhere in this nation and not enough of it going where it my, needs my to be. dream election in four years would be dan crenshaw versus tulsi gabbard i wouldn't know who to fucking vote for uh, oh i'd vote for tulsi gabbard oh i, I still would but yeah. i mean dan crenshaw seems like a great guy he, he's he's a little he's he plays a little i, I don't know he's I a little bit too far right sometimes but well but he's sometimes a little bit left no yeah. dan crenshaw yeah some, no. some of the things that he says he's he there are a lot of people that are that are right right that do not like him because mm. he's he's not as predominantly well, that's right the same, but he's that's a politician that's the same why that's the same why Tulsi didn't get the Republican ticket. She originally yeah. was going to try to do that, but she was too too left for the Republicans. I have, and she's too right for the Democrats. So I've never financially given to anyone running I, for political would, office. If, I'd give to I'd give to Tulsi. Uh, oh yeah, if Tulsi yeah. if Tulsi won the fucking uh, primaries, I would donate to that campaign. I door to door. I would door to door for Tulsi. It's like, hey, she actually said, I'm just going to look at the evidence and, and make the best choice based on the evidence. And and. She's hot. She's so hot. <laughs> she is pretty hot, but you know what? Let's resurrect Fred Rogers and bring him back to life and put him in office. Hey, we could do that. I, you know what? That's or Bob Ross or no. or uh, or or uh, Steve Irwin. Alex Trebek. John Locke. I don't think Steve Irwin can because he's not an American citizen. But um, <laughs> hey, yeah, Alex hey we, we can claim him. As, Alex as Trebek's Canadian. He couldn't run either. Fuck it. <laughs> there will be exceptions in the future. We've got to have something. I just, I just, new. I'm, Ryan Reynolds. I would. He's Canadian. Yep. 
I just would like to have somebody that says government doesn't have to be big and you still get everything that you want, Democrats. Yeah. That's it. Not, because then not maybe every, they pay not attention. Everything, not everything. Sure. Oh yeah. You want good you want good money? You want you want universal I don't know what Democrats want. I stopped listening to they don't them. Even, I stopped listening they don't to the Republicans. I, I, stopped, I don't give a fuck what any of you people want. Uh, Just when, take care of your business. When when they were putting on African uh like shit like tribal wear and oh, taking gosh. knees yeah and like like I, one of my black friends was like bro what the fuck they do we don't even want that shit it's well and that's it's bizarre what they think people want yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre it's pandering it's bizarre every politician just panders let me just most most of, let me oh, give yeah. you a hand job most in the back room for are a just bit. they've always been wealthy number seven they number don't seven. have a connection with with any type of real culture or real society, they've no. they've they've lived they've, above everybody for the re- for the majority of their life. They're not connected. Yeah, it's so funny. Like all these Democrats have said, "I'm going to fight fight for the poor, motherfucker." You've never been poor. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're fighting for. No, it's, it's I didn't just, mean that to rhyme. By the way, well, it, it was well done. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of po- if you have been in politics longer than ten years, you are financially better. Than anybody else in the country. Well, not not anybody, but you're probably in the top three percent. Some of these new people that moved in, I mean, even 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 the squad that's on the left that hasn't been in that long, they haven't raked in the amount of dough that Nancy Pelosi has, yeah, or that Chuck Schumer has, or that Mitch McConnell has, or that any of these people that are leading the country have. It's the rich leading the poor, and the poor just see it as, what are you going to do for? It's fear. It's there's so many things that are wrong with our government and the way that our government and our media tells the people right. why they need to be in charge. So this next thing real quick, and then I want to discuss this and then be done with politics for the rest of the podcast. Um, President-elect Joe Biden unveils $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. Go into this, Jared. What do you, what do you think about this? Uh, it's a lot of money. Holy yeah. shit. So what is it? Is this the one to get to people $2,000? It's 1400 I guess people fourteen hundred, and I mean this is something that even Trump backed, but I think he was backing it just because he wanted people to get on his side again. Well, and right. my my worry is is that something like this one point nine trillion dollars, which is massive, is going to get even bigger, and they're going to turn it into what's called an omnibus package. We're already in a debt. This is just going to put us. We're already headed towards a fucking depression. It's this yeah. is just going to hit us. Yeah, our, our deficit spending. It's going like to go right back into the economy, though. Yeah. No, immediately. Not well, necessarily. No, no, no. Uh, f- if, okay, fourteen hundred dollars. A certain percentage will. A, a high percentage. Direct, yeah, but, direct to direct to person payments has to but go. Where is that one point? Economy. We're already in. My my only thing is it with the James is we're already in debt as a nation. When have we never yeah. not been in debt? But I'm saying like you put uh, us. A, you give a one point nine trillion. II. Yeah, one point nine trillion dollars stimulus package. I just feel like that we're headed towards. A but here's the thing with debt. We have to have somebody that's going to agree to buy that debt. That's why we keep borrowing. But if we keep borrowing, and we're borrowing from places like China, and we're borrowing from the the Federal Reserve, which isn't really and, borrowing, and you see those commer- commercials money. all the time. Sell your gold. That uh, no, don't cash, sell your gold. Yeah, the, the, but the reason why is that's that's the that, that that's, those are run by the uh, uh, the Federal Treasure. Reserve. Yeah, Federal Reserve. Um, With and, this package, you know what? They're 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 going to extend unemployment benefits and eviction yeah. protections. I, that well. is huge. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Yeah. And more offering more help to small businesses. You hear yeah. that, Republicans? There's also, there's also money Biden's for, actually doing something decent. There's also money for education. There's supposed to be money for childcare. There's a lot of money into it. But well, here's the thing with vaccinations: is a lot of the states that have vaccinations, they're not doing a good job in the rollout. Texas is doing a great job in the rollout, but a lot of states aren't. Yeah, Amarillo ran out the other day. Yeah, they, they're, well, they're going to boost about twenty million dollars. 
Amarillo's you think that's great the, well, sufficient they, they, ran, they ran out of the Pfizer. They're doing the Moderna one now. I, okay. What's the biggest difference, or is there one? They're just two different pharmaceutical companies. Right. Um, but other than I've, that, or is there nothing more? It's just No, I, I've heard, the, the, I've heard the second round of the Moderna shot is making people a little bit more sicker for a few days, and that's about it. I've heard the Pfizer. I've heard nothing but good things from the Pfizer. I've heard about the same for the Moderna. So do we still have Pfizer here in our city? I, I don't know. As of, I think it was, I think Friday, they or Thursday or Friday, they ran out, and they were just trying to get more in. They're just waiting to get more have in. Have you guys got it yet? No. Not yet. No. They're they're I allowing miss, us I, to I leave work to go get it. Yeah. See, I missed my opportunity. At first, work was like you have to have forty eight hours off duty to to combat any symptoms you may or not, may not occur. So you can't like call in, and then they changed it to we're so short staffed. They're like, well, even if you're feeling sick, got to come in. But I pushed it off, and I hadn't got it. And plus, I was dealing with some health issues that I I didn't want to weaken my immune system any more than I, I needed to. Plus, mm-hmm. I was still in my. Uh, three to four month window I had it back in October yeah. so I wasn't too concerned about getting it but I do plan eventually on getting that see and Kaylin can't get it because she's pregnant I'm gonna get it but then the only other people the girls two and four year olds they don't need to get it another thing with the stimulus package they're going to increase the minimum wage to $15 that's a terrible idea what do you guys think about that do you think that'll be beneficial for our why do you think it's a terrible idea? I think economy, it's a terrible idea to society. jump directly to well here's the thing we have had and and we've had it's been 10 years since we have had democrats in 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 charge in the house and the senate and in the presidency and they didn't raise the minimum wage then I'm fine with if you want to say hey we're going to raise the minimum wage to $15 and we're going to do this over a long course of time and we're going to do projected studies and we're going to put a lot of math into this but just a flat increase a flat increase to $15 it's I'm sorry but if you if you run a small business and you're making $400,000 a year you're not living the kind of lifestyle that most people that don't make $400,000 a year think that a $400,000 a year is living. If you're running a small business and all of a sudden you have to pay your people $15 an hour, you have to raise your costs. Mm-hmm. I yes. also think raising it to $15 an hour, while good in a sense that jobs like you know, paramedics that start the starting pay at AMS for the longest time was fourteen seventy five, Right. For a paramedic that went to school for two years. Wow. Um, you know, I think, and now it's it's a lot higher than that. There were raises given out recently, but I mean, it, once you do that, yes, it is going to increase everybody else's base pay for across the board. But what I think fifteen dollars an hour does, it can create. I think it can create a complacency thing, like where I can go make fifteen dollars an hour flipping burgers, as opposed to going to college or f- learning a trade that, uh, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it would make you lazy to not want to go. Like, I'm already making 15, which is decent enough. I think it, it could think be a, a good lot of thing people for people that, that are working for major corporations for them to finally pay their employees what they deserve, too. True. Well, here's the thing. $15, $15 an hour full-time is $2,400 a month. That is a before lot. Before taxes? Before taxes. Which, if you're, depending on, depending on how, where you fit in well, the tax. Well, it depends on where you live. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I think it should be state-based. I think $15 an hour in California does not get you anywhere near no. what $15 an hour in Amarillo, Texas no. gets yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. $15, right. $15 an hour in Amarillo, Texas is a pretty decent we about living. to be rich. Yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can live by yourself. You can buy a hundred thousand dollar house, you can live have a comfortably nice car, here. and live comfortably for fifteen dollars an hour. Yep. Have, now, if you have, if you're single, if you have children, or there's, there's other things. It's just yeah. to say blanket. This is what we're going to do automatically at a federal level. I think is misplaced. I think it needs to be based on the states. I could see that. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be state based. Right. Yeah. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Education, marijuana, roads, marijuana. 
everything should be. Is that going to, okay. Now that we've got a change here with the uh, president, do you think it becomes federally so not legal? Just, not because the president, because the president is actually going to be, he's actually against uh, federally legalizing it. But his vice president, Kamala, is not against it. And now that the Democrats control the House and the Senate, I do see within the next couple of years, it will be legal at the federal level, which will expedite the process for states that are kind of on the fence like it, like Texas, Oklahoma. Well, I, I just always heard with, with him transitioning and, and being in power with, you know, the Senate change and all that stuff that it's eventually going to become federally uh, he, he's actually legal he, he does with not, the Democrats. He does not want it to be federally legal, yeah. but the Democrats and the, control the House and the right. Senate. So honestly, it doesn't matter what the fucking president wants. He has that's the, what I'm saying. He has the right to veto a bill, but because but that. because Kamala wants that, but and because, because the money that's because in it, he's in office, therefore the shift has happened with the Senate with the Democrats. And yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They hold majority. So yes, I do think it will so. be legal at the federal level by the end of the year. Maybe. I can get behind that idea. I but can get behind you thinking that happens. I don't think it will be legal in Texas for another three years, but it's definitely going to expedite the process where I would be like five to ten if it wasn't federally legal. I feel like I Just because something's bills. federally legal doesn't yeah. mean I can go out and just buy a bag of weed and be fine in front of the police. That's See, and that was what was happening in Colorado right. is it was, it was federally legal at, or state legal at the time, but not federally legal, so they couldn't use banks. Nope. So at the time, all the businesses all, had they to just walk had around all with this just fucking cash. cash. Like mm-hmm. and they were getting, and thousands. They were getting all these cartels that helped supply some of the shit, like the good, the good shit. <laughs> Sinaloa. <laughs> Los Zetas and stuff like that. I'm not going to name anything on they this were, They were fucking offing them. Yeah. They, I mean, were, they were robbing trucks full of cash. I think, I think the United States is in, is in a much healthier position moving forward if it is federally legal with restrictions in place you know of course like there are in colorado isn't there there's a there's an age limit there's you can't buy a certain amount or what are the the specs like with with i think you have to be looking at colorado as an example are you saying how much you can buy at a time like what are the restrictions in a state like colorado where it is legal so you definitely obviously you all you have to do is produce a, a valid driver's license from any state in the union. You have to be 21 though, right? And you have to be 21 years right. of age to purchase. You cannot take it out of state, obviously. Uh, you cannot um, buy over a certain, I think it, you can buy a fuck ton. Like you can buy like a legitimate, like, like a, a brick, like a hefty <laughs> freezer bag of weed. You could probably purchase if but, you wanted to, but okay, it's quite expensive. Comparing it to like alcohol, and being under the influence, is there a certain amount that you cannot have in your system when operating a motor vehicle? No, what are the restrictions it, there? It's, with it's that? the same as DWIs. There's no way to tell without a blood test. And I mean, like, just because. And the thing about a blood test, all a blood test is going to tell you, it's not going to give like alcohol where it's like 0.08. Right. It's just going to tell you, are you THC positive in your system? But it does. There's no s- amount. No. That that's detectable that they can no. hold against you. As far as I know, I don't think there is any amount that's traceable in the blood. Like you there is no test that can determine okay. how much weed you smoked in the last hour. It's just going to say you're test positive for tet- tetrahydrocannabinol. And see, and I think that's what's going to be a main sticking point with places like Texas is we have a way to define, hey, you've been drinking too much. You're over the legal limit. We have a way of making it objective. I think. I think the thing there's is, there's not is a way for, for if you if you if you appear under the they'll they'll, they'll administer a THC a, test. One like well, they, a field they, sobriety they, test. Some, some uh, type field, of all, test. All it is is going to be a field sobriety test. And if you fail it, and if you're stoned out of your mind, which we've all been in high school, we've all been stoned out of our mind at some point in our lives. You know, you could probably fail a, a field sobriety test. Well, and I even think I remember when a, a buddy of mine had just graduated the academy, and he was talking about how. When they do the little tests, like they have you look at the, 
that when you're high and you look over, you, you, you have a nystagmus. You yeah, you can't control the fact that your eyes do specific things. There are certain bodily functions that you just can't control. Yeah, and so, like, so you, fail, right you it. fail it, you get a DWI. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, you should never you should never be operating vehicle well, if you're high. And I want to call bullshit real quick on DWIs because how many times do we? I know of people that have had multiple DWIs. Like why the fuck are you not in prison? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> He's yeah, had four I, strikes. I've had friends. I, I, I have friends that they are like. Yeah, I got mother, I got another DWI. But then you have friends weekend. that or people you may know that have gotten caught. You know, with, with an with, eighth with of pot, marijuana, not even, not even high, and are in jail serving jail right. time. They're That's serving a, a much more harsh sentence than versus alcohol. It's it's I too do, lopsided. I do think once it becomes federally legal, you expunge every. It doesn't matter if it's legal in any state. If it's still illegal in fucking Texas, you, if it's federally legal, you expunge every marijuana related charge other than trafficking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you were caught yeah. high with a bunch of pot on you, possession with, under the influence. Like even even in possession, attempt to sell. I think you need to like, you know, how much did they actually have at the time, and then expunge that record because fuck that, that's bullshit. But if you're driving down I forty and you've got two hundred pounds of marijuana, six that, bags, yeah, of that's, meth what, and that's what I, else, that's you, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like if so, say say Joe blows at, 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 at TDCJ right now in Amarillo, and they're they're serving a a possession with intent to sell. And all they had on them was like, you know, a couple quarter sacks or something like that. That's that's that that could be considered for home use, you know, yeah. personal use. But once it's, I think once it's over a gram is when it's when it, it's in the attempt to sell. It's just bizarre how how the charges are so harsh with marijuana. It's fucking stupid. It's because it's a skill. Still, it's technically. It's a controlled the, substance. Well, and it's still a Schedule One drug. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that needs to happen too, just because they. When they make it federally legal, they goddamn well better take it away from Schedule One. Well, you know, here's the big thing, and I think a lot of people need Schedule, to Schedule for for those that are listening, Schedule One drugs are methamphetamines, heroin, fentanyl. cocaine, fentanyl, uh, any type of opiate based oxy, pa- any yeah, any crap. anything opiate based pain medication, um, and illegal drugs such as heroin. Isn't like Percocet and Xanax? Uh no. No. No, that's the thing. They're schedule three. Oh man. What the fuck? Yeah, and marijuana is schedule one. So those of you that don't know, Percocet and Xanax is literally something that is man-made that is designed yeah, to alter a, the chemical state of your brain. There's a tons of tons of benzos, diazepines. That, that that's the type of drug class that they are, and they're basically that they're classified as downers. There are a ton of those that are Schedule Two and Three. Marijuana is still over them. You know, you said downers. It made me think of the Hangover when he said, "I don't know why they call them roofies. You end up on the floor. Might as well call them floories." Who was that? Day Day. <laughs> Oh, my caps. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It's political, the, right? The, the war, it all, it, it's, all, it's all the war on drugs. Well, it's and money. I'm sorry, and, but and, and it's so anytime. stupid. Like, look at, the, look, at, look at fucking color. I'm telling you right now, I've already decided, like, once, once it becomes uh, either federally legal or legal in the state of Texas, I am purchasing stocks through the Robin Hood app in, in marijuana dispensaries because the, look at the money that is fucking booming in Colorado. Speaking of the Robin Hood app, I just want to say I made a ton of money over the last six months when Tesla went up. Really? From like four hundred dollars. Wow. I'm trying to, to like slowly eight hundred dollars increase my knowledge on how stocks and things like that. That's another thing that sucks. Like when you're in college, I took an economics class, but they didn't teach me shit. The guy was an, my teacher was an alcoholic loser that, <laughs> that made us read the fucking newspaper every day, and I really did not learn anything from that class. But we need like people need to tell, teach things 
in school that are very important for life and success. You can apply to to life. Just to go around real quick, that's why I'm really excited about Amtech. I'm really excited about this new thing that we have going on. Life application. Yes. If if by the time now, if you're not 16 years old and you know what you want to do for the next five to six years while you're developing yourself as a professional and anything else, then there's going to be a problem. I'd like one too, Joseph, please. Can you just bring the... Bring the vodka. Got me over here like fucking Tom Cruise (laughs) making cocktails. Hey, cocktails quote. I don't have any cocktails. Always start the day with a red eye. Ah, there you go, Lottie. I know there's a there's a there's an Australian guy in it. I think he was Steve Irwin's cousin, or Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth's uncle. Those are the only Scottish people I know or Australian people I know. Now, Hugh Jackman's one. He's Australian. You know who's really he. He's carrying his father's legacy, and it's his son, Steve Irwin's son. Have you seen I have. his work? I, you know, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't appreciate the fact that he's not bigger because he is as engaging. He's as intoxicating he's as like his dad. He's like a clone of his yeah. dad, and yeah. his sister I was to say, his daughter well. does a lot yeah. as well. Now, so that's been what? How long, was it, uh, how long ago was it when he, when he I think passed? Around he was, 15 years, maybe, if not a couple more added to that. I, I don't think it was over 20. I think it was close to 15. kids weren't very old, were they? They were young. When it happened. They were young. They were probably under the age of six, maybe. But that was so... You know, we were inundated with stuff like Steve Irwin and Zoo Books and so many cool things. I, I think that what our kids get pushed on now is so much more commercialized. Yep. You know, it's not it's not as much about science. I mean, I really like that Neil deGrasse Tyson redid Cosmos and that we have stuff like that. But And they, they even redid the, the Magic School Bus. 2006 when he died. 2006, man. But yeah, his uh, I saw his son. I think it was uh, it's just one of the days you know going through. You find one good Facebook video and then it tells you another one because it's been paying attention to you for the last ten years, so it knows what the fuck to put next. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! The so ass. F- for those of you who are listening, Joseph is <laughs> on his knees. banging a, a bag of ice on the concrete to serve us a drink. It's a cocktail. A cocktail. It's a cocktail. Which, by the way, that. Okay, so Joseph just made a really, really, really deep statement saying that Cocktail was his favorite Tom Cruise movie of all time. And he's going to defend that. And I'm going to go ahead and say mine, since that's the new topic that we're jumping to. After Steve Irwin, we'll come back to him. Uh, a Few Good Men. It was, it was, it was, it was uh, it's such a great movie. I sit 300 yards away from snipers trying to kill me, or however he says it. Jack Nicholson's just great, too, but that that was my... James's favorite uh, Tom Cruise movie is Tropic Thunder. <laughs> 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 okay, that, that is another movie that is that needs to be on your top ten comedy. Jerry ever. Maguire. Jerry Maguire, <laughs> shut up. He's not top Gun. Seen, he hasn't seen more than 45 minutes of fucking Jerry Maguire. Probably not. Yeah. Show me! That's probably all he knows and the little kid with glasses. I could care less. No, but all right. So did you did you watch Steve Irwin on like David Letterman and stuff like that? Like, did you oh, yeah. have a draw towards marine biology or biology and animal? I did. I, I had a fifth grade teacher who was really huge into marine biology. And, you know, we took our fifth grade trip to Galveston as a class at the end of the year. And she really built up the anticipation for that trip because she, she educated us all year long on, 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 you know, the ecosystem, the environment, you know, different organisms live in animals live in, in the Marine world. And that really got me into researching it on my own and paying attention to stuff that Steve Irwin was doing on TV. 
it, it helped me branch out. Just having that one teacher helped me branch out. And that's how I became interested in everything that I saw. Cause Steve Cor- Corwin, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got really big into him and Steve Irwin. Oh, he's the, so it re- really stemmed from my fifth grade science teacher. Joseph, this just looks like vodka. Oh, it, it looks great. <laughs> Huge <laughs> fucking glass. Drink, drink it. Put it in your fucking system. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know what it tastes like for a second there? It had a little bit of... I think it's because there's a little bit of ginger ale in there. I tasted a little bit of wonton soup uh, from my type. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Steve Irwin and how, how we kind of came to know him. What inspired us to really watch his stuff? I don't know, but his daughter's super hot now. Yeah, we, we uh, talked... I, fo- yeah. I, follow, I follow Bindi on Instagram. My wife knows it. Wow. <laughs> so, so the yeah. son the son is more zoology and the daughter is more influencer. I don't know. Anatomy and physiology is what I care about. <laughs> I mean, I love to watch his stuff, man. It, it was engaging. You never know what to expect next. He was fucking he was jumping the, on alligators. He was I, jumping way, on alligators. You know what's crazy is, is I, I listened to a podcast a long time ago. It wasn't Joe Rogan. It was just some other podcast. And they had this like zoologist guy on there. And he was like saying that the way Steve Irwin died was fucking like a like the percentage chance of that actually happening and the way it pierced his heart was like super slim to none and it's like a freak accident i i at I the can, same time i can see that being normal but he was around those type of incidents constantly yeah, he lived the life well, that's of, what i'm saying like the things that he did rattlesnakes and putting his heads in alligators mouths and things like that and he dies getting stung by a fucking stingray oh, it's, it's i didn't tragic, even know stingrays man. could sting at the time i thought it was just oh, kind they've of got a play that, on words they've got a huge barb well yeah i didn't know that at the time did you see stingrays <laughs> hang on. right hang on, i'm laughing because i've just remembered we talked about south park earlier i remember the episode where satan had his birthday in hell <laughs> and butters brought yeah. biggie biggie smalls to the fucking birthday party you have you seen this episode James? yes and then, and then there's like they're trying to like kick people out of the party and and Satan goes up to this like his bouncer guy's like, hey, there's a guy with a Steve Irwin cons- costume and it's offending people. And so Satan goes up to him, uh, hey, listen, uh, that costume's really offensive. And you know Steve Irwin just died like four days ago, and because he really did. And that's yeah. how that's just yeah. a testament to how South Park does their shit. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, yeah, that, he died like four days ago, so you got you got to go. And he looks at him and goes, but it's me, Satan. It's Steve Irwin. <laughs> like he's in hell, <laughs> and, and and then Satan looks at him and goes, "Oh well, because it's a Halloween party." And yeah. goes, oh well, no costume, bro. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way and, to remove. And he's him. just sitting there with a fucking stingray, stingray that's going through him. his heart. God. Oh man. So it's it's sad and tragic the way that that he died. And mm-hmm. fuck, man, he was a great. He was legendary. Bob Ross, and I mean, it wasn't tragic how he died. He died of natural causes, and so did you know. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers, but people like that. Like people just just groundbreaking. They, they, all they did was use their platform and their thing to spread love and kindness. I just want to say one thing. Yep, uh, we've shown her this in the past, but independently, my four year old started singing "Butterflies in the Sky." Dude, that's what I was about to look. The guy's Taking name. What is his name? Sky. Oh, Lamar. Take a Lamar. Look. La- Lavar Burton. It's in a yes. book. Reading Ray, she yeah. loves yep. this. So she Lavar Burton it made my heart so happy. He, he's he's he's, he's, he's up up the last of the dying breed. He needs to make yeah. a comeback. I wish he would just come back and make Reading Rainbow again. Lavar Burton, if you can hear this, Instagram that <laughs> shit. Isn't that how it gets passed out to the peeps? Apparently, yeah. Yep, that's how you tweet it. DM you DM him and yes, yeah, slide in his DMs and be like, hey, Lavar, hey, Snapchat me that pussy. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. No, it's, it's not sorry, we Lamar. Were, it's not where we were trying to go with this. Not sorry. Lamar. It's LeVar. LeVar Ball. Lamar. Sorry. <laughs> Lamar Odom popped up on fucking Percocet, sucking on a Kardashian's tit. I don't know. I didn't realize reading rainbows. How the fuck did you go from all that? I was talking about my four-year-old singing "Reading Rainbow." You twisted sons of bitches! (laughs) I didn't realize it was it was launched in 1983. Yeah, I thought it was more of the early 90s. I thought it was was like late 80s, like 89, 88. I didn't know it was that. It was at the height of his his Star Trek career. But yeah, man, he that dude, you. Were gravitated to right. his shows. It turns you on to books. Who are who yes. are who are uh, some celebrities that is just going to devastate you by their passing? Gene Wilder was the one that devastated me the most when he passed. Robin Williams hit me hard, but I'm saying like celebrities that are still alive that you look up to, whether it's an athlete, a celebrity, who's somebody like off the top of your head who's going to kill you, like could legitimately possibly bring you to tears. I hate I hate that I say it because and I say, I hate saying I hate that I say it but because he meant so much more to me before he became such a big figure on like the chive. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. When they pass, I will I'm I'm going to have to take a personal day because the, those men molded my molded my humor, molded my sense of comedy. A lot of my childhood is surrounded by movies that they made that just comforted me. Yeah, I I, I, I feel you on the Bill Murray thing, and I I you know my favorite Christmas movie of all time is uh, uh, Christmas Scrooge. Vacation. Um, That's not Bill Murray. I know, but you said Chevy Chase. I'm rubbing your arm. But the the, uh, the the I've heard recently that Chevy Chase is an asshole. Oh yeah, he's probably a huge prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. Hey, speaking totally of keep, keeping that. the South Park theme of this uh, uh, podcast going, I just remembered a joke from an episode of South Park when you said huge prick. <laughs> uh, there's an episode where like uh, uh, Mr. Slave has a gay off, and like he's, <laughs> he's trying to get Mr. Garrison fired, and and, and they're like doing a st- like in, in a, like a show and tell or, or like a, 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 a talent show, and Mr. Garrison's like, uh, "Oh my God, Mr. Slave! Last night I had a dream." that you were being a real dick. And Mr. Slave goes, why did you have a dream that I was being an asshole? And Mr. Garrison goes, no, I was the asshole. <laughs> I, like that. I like how they spun that there. But anyway, uh, James, yeah. do you have an athlete or a celebrity, somebody that like you look up to that if they passed, it would really tear you up? Probably Adrian Peterson. I mean, they're not technically a celebrity to... But to society to or to to people Musical that artists, I know, but anybody. my mentors throughout my life, those people really are the people that I connect more with, rather than you know people I don't, know. don't know. Yeah. So I would have to I have to go with yeah, he's, the he's mentors of yeah. my my career, my life. You know, people like that. You know that that will really tear me apart. Yeah. Rather than celebrities, I mean, I don't, I'm not really connected to celebrities. That way, the only person in my own personal life that I would look up to, to like really, I mean, granted, I'm going to be upset with my mom, my dad, my grandma, people like that die. Really, my grandma, like that's going to kill me. Uh, but uh, let's my, not my, go there. My, my grandfather, he when he died, that that tore me up. I don't really have anybody else that's like in my normal life that is like how Paul was. Like I don't have anybody like that anymore. Yeah, there's those type of figures in my life. They're celebrities to me, but they're not celebrities to. You know other people. Well, that's going to make mine my mine sound really lame because oh, James just took it home. But yeah. mine would be like growing up. I liked Spider Man as my favorite hero, but when I was a kid, I wasn't into comics until I got like the teenage years. But when I was a really little kid, 
there was one actor these he played two characters that he's just like he's like my my superman to me um but was he the batman no oh, okay he was indiana jones and han solo and when harrison ford passes away i might legitimately cry okay so real talk did you did you see han solo's death coming in i knew in it was I, I knew i knew it was going to happen in that trilogy probably i didn't see them doing it in that movie and the reason why is like i'm a huge star wars fan Harrison Ford's always hated that character. He yeah. wanted he wanted George Lucas to kill him off in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, um, but he didn't, and so I I, I kind of figured he might die, especially how the, the that movie was a very that Force Awakens is a Han Solo movie. Yeah, and I I kind of felt like it was coming. It did take me by surprise though. Which character do you hold above the other based on what he's done? His body of work, like which one, like Indiana the, Jones Harrison or, Ford, or yeah. Indiana Jones or Han Solo or so the President. As Air a Force One, <laughs> get uh, off my plane. I, I'd rather watch The Fugitive. Ooh, um, but out, so like, I'm a as a whole Star Wars, but the character Indiana Jones, man, just like something about and like I, they're they're Bethesda Games and Machine Games are releasing a Indiana Jones. They just did a teaser online two days ago, and like I got fucking chills watching it. Like, yeah, definitely Indiana Jones. Is it is it open world? I don't know. They haven't said, be... shared nothing about it. I'm so, assuming since it's a Bethesda game, yes. All right. So since it's Indiana Jones, I have to ask. There's been a lot of rumors recently that Chris Pratt is going to take over. I've that said role. I've said that for years. I think and, he'd be great. But I've said I've said if they ever make like a young Indiana Jones and a young like how they did Solo, yeah, it needs to be the same actor. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe it doesn't. But I think a, I think Chris would do great at that role. I, I, like, I love I some like Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. I, I love him like too. Parks and Rec. Yeah. He's so good in. He's I'm rewatching. So, he's Parks so funny. And right now. Dude, so am I. And, and are you I, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'm yeah. sorry. The new Jurassic Park movies are fucking garbage, except for Chris Pratt. He makes those movies watchable. No, 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 no. He's a I agree Bryce every, Dallas I agree, Howard. I agree with every ass. bit of that. To me, he's a natural. I agree with every bit. He's of just that. a natural. Like I, I like Chris Pratt. Anything he does. What's his Captain? Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Lord, Star Lord, yeah. When he, that he plays that great, like he's he's really good. I like Chris Pratt. It's because he's yeah. he's about as it, I agree with you. It's like natural, like it's like I'm watching him, but he just he does a great job of embodying whoever the fuck he's playing, right? Because you know, he's I, normal. He I seems wanna, normal. I want to give a shout out to whoever casts, and I know Deadpool wasn't technically MCU till now, but whoever casts those Marvel movies, like making Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Deadpool as Ryan Reynolds, who's perfect for that character. I think it was Ryan Reynolds, wasn't well, it? Well, yeah, he pushed for that because he was a huge fan. But like I'm saying, like he plays that character to a T, which is like you know Chris Pratt plays Star Wars to a T. Paul Rudd being Ant Man. Tom Holland is probably my favorite Spider Man, even though I don't like those movies. I love him playing Spider Man. What do you Who's think? The best Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Stark as, oh, Robert as Jr. like that's his fucking like anybody ever plays Iron Man ever again? It's in the t- I see Robert Downey Jr. You know who it was, right? Yeah, he's he was awesome. Chris it's, Evans is Captain Feige. America. Affleck, I thought it was Affleck be... even Affleck even went because he's recently been talking about how he he was quoted as saying that oh, he got yeah, to yeah, wear yeah. his Batman suit to his kid's birthday and that was worth putting up all the Justice League. But he said if Kevin Kevin Feige told me, hey, do this, 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 I'd do it hundred percent. Yeah, I heard. That I heard that do you, is, do you guys think a, anyone can? Re- place Chadwick Boseman and no and they shouldn't they shouldn't I'm down I've heard rumors that they're gonna like make the the female Black Panther like the comics where it's his sister I'm totally down for that but they don't need to recast that here's what they're here's what I'm afraid they're gonna do so this is one of those rare exceptions where it should not be recast but what other movies fit in that mold 
like of, of movies where they shouldn't be recast like, because the like, main or star like, died? Are you just saying like don't fuck with? Don't fuck with. Don't well, recast. I've heard, I've heard forever that they're they're trying to make an Animal House reboot, and I will go to no. Hollywood myself and shoot no. everybody in that studio. No. Oh. <laughs> No, like, that is a movie you don't touch. No, it stands the test of time. You can watch it today. It's still everything that happens in Animal House in 1978 when they made that movie is is very relevant today. Whether it's bringing the drunk girl home, dropping her off at her parents' house, the culture the, 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 is stood the, the, the test of the, time. The, the whole white guys going to the all black nightclub, like everything in that movie you, is. You very... mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> and he just pulls the <laughs> fucking table out. Yeah, and, and none of the drinks like, fall. He's just like, no, <laughs> go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Hey, so did you hear what they're talking about the plot for Black Panther 2 will be? No. So apparently, it's going to be not Victor Doom. Doctor Doom is going to set up a war between uh, Namor and the Atlanteans and That's Wakanda. That's cool. And, and apparently, it's going to follow Shuri as maybe... I'm hoping it's Shuri becoming Black Panther. And then they're also going to do like little ancillary characters. Like they're bringing Michael B. Jordan back apparently and trying to keep him as killed. Which, by the way, man, what a phenomenal actor he is. He is my favorite. He is. He's, Anything he's really he does, oh, yeah. I, I adore he's, him. He's, he's slowly becoming. Have you seen the Creed movies? Yeah. Holy shit, they're yeah. so good. He's slowly becoming up there. Like, like I've always One said, anything that DiCaprio's in, I'm going to watch. Anything yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in, I'm going to watch. Anything Michael B. Jordan in. And I'm comfortable I'm enough to say he. Is a damn that's a, good looking. That's man. a fine motherfucker. That is a fine man right there. <laughs> Holy shit, Dude, Ryan Reynolds or Chris Evans and uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. All of them. Are you kidding? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Simultaneously. I'd, I'd, I'd fuck them all. <laughs> no, no, but for real, those are those are some good looking men. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, those that, are some that's, good that's, looking men. Have you seen that meme? Like, this is America's ass. With, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Chris Evans. Yeah. Which you know, it, it would be someone from Boston. What's that have to do with Chris it? Evans isn't from Boston. Pretty sure he is. I'm 99% Pretty sure he's from not. the Massachusetts. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> well, yeah. Remember that hey, podcast? Hey, yeah. James never knew. Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg, same person. Hey, go, no, see where, go, see, go see where Chris Evans is from. I'm Chris pretty sure Evans. it's Jamie. Yeah, he might I mean, be from James. Massachusetts, but he ain't from Boston. Well, I know, he, I know he's like he was a huge Patriots fan and stuff like that. So he may not be Maybe from Boston. Is. Maybe he is. Know. Bradley Cooper's a big Eagles fan. That's I mean, a guy. A great, I haven't heard of have you him seen, from a Have while. you seen that movie with him and Lady Gaga? That is a damn good movie. He's, I, he's born in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. Here's, okay. here's, 1981. Here's, I was wrong. Here's my opinion about excuse me that movie with Lady Gaga and what's his face and Bradley Cooper. I heard the song before the movie came out, and to me the song sucked. So I never watched the movie. The movie is hands down good, and his best, his best friend in that movie is Dave Chappelle. Oh no shit! Yeah, you should watch that. I'll watch it just for Dave Chappelle. It's a very good movie. Dang. Have you seen that, James? Nuh-uh. The Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper movie. It's called. No, I it's called it, The Fighting Fire. No, it's not. <laughs> I just watched The Night Stalker That's not on what Netflix. It's called at all? Okay. <laughs> the Night Stalker. Yeah, I just watched that? that on Netflix about um, Richard Ramirez, the serial killer. Oh, dude, there's a new one coming out. So when me and Brianna first started dating, uh, we would we were like we had a date at her. Uh, she was living with her. She had just moved back in with her parents with her son. Uh, my stepson now, but like that's the 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 setup for what I'm getting at here. Yeah. We had a little date night at her house, and uh, uh, we we just spent the night looking up creepy Wikipedia articles. Mm-hmm. And one of them that came up was uh, this Canadian student who was uh, Japanese American or Japanese Canadian that went to a hotel in L.A. and she she is seen on the camera being very act, very strange behavior on the elevator camera, and then they found her body inside the rooftop uh, water cooler vent 
like six days later, and they're making a Netflix documentary. Oh, about that's that. interesting. Yeah, it's super weird. But yeah, oh Netflix has some really good docs. Yeah, the pet Ted Bundy one is pretty good. So, I'll Jerry, to, pulled... I'll get to that one when I get back. Okay. We'll we'll go on to our next topic here. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry. Best donut in Amarillo. Best donut in Amarillo. I. You know what? It's weird. I like donuts, but I'm not like. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. And for the longest time, I'm sorry, Krispy Kreme tasted better than fucking Donut Stop. I do think Donut Stop is a little bit overrated. Overrated. They don't. They don't stay good very long. I've had, uh, you know, every now and then, like some church group or even coworkers will bring like donuts to the station when I clock in, and I just don't. I'm not a big donut guy, but like the Benjamin Donuts, those are pretty good. I've had those. And I can, I can tell you this: growing up on the north side, donut shops within the recent probably five to 10 years, they're popping up over there and and one more so than they used to. One that I really grew fond of that we would go to regularly right before I moved a couple years ago was sunrise donuts on grand. So I've recently started having them and that one that they have on like grand and like night like kind of across the street from like where Ma's block. Yes. It's right by your grandma's house. Yeah. That, that one, they, they sold their ownership. So I don't even know. I don't think they're open anymore. I, I went in there after, right after they had sold. Man, they, they had just like great pastries, desserts. It was just the really, quality, really good. The quality there was is like what, an attention I, what to I remember to be the most best in town. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I had forgot about that. And I had them recently, but they just sold, and I don't think they're open anymore. I think they went under, which is a shame. So there's not another I, donut place there. It's totally vacant now. I think when I drove by, unless it was just closed, I might be wrong. They might still be open, but I think those were the best. Well, yeah, hopefully I'm they just moved. Sunrise Donuts, have you had The Sunrise Donuts Sunrise Donuts? Was donuts? It's on South, or North Grand. Um, okay. Uh, su- sorry, Sunrise or Sun? It's Sunrise, it's Sunrise Donuts. Okay, because I, I was going to say my number one donut place in Amarillo is Sun Donuts, and that's over by Ty Diamond. That's Sunrise. I thought it was Sun Donuts. Yeah, we, we call it Sunrise Sun, same is thing. It, well, no, what is it? I thought it was Sunrise Donuts. I thought it was Sun Donuts. Or it's probably Sunshine. <laughs> it's probably it's, it's around those. It's the yeah, thing next to Ty Diamond. It's the thing next to Ty Diamond. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I. So what I was telling him is, I think they closed down completely. I don't think they closed down completely, and here's why. I believe that they were Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and I believe well, they sold. Oh, did they sell? So I went in there for the first. Oh. I went in. Well, hang on. I went in there recently. For the first time ever, and it was a bunch of Hispanic gentlemen that were running it. There was okay. no Vietnamese people okay. in there. And I think they sold to them, and they, they had said that we just bought the place. But that I drove by the other day, and it looked like it was shut down. See, and the only reason I said it, because I remember uh, Tombs over on mm-hmm. Northeast 24. Right. Tombs on 24th. used to be good. Shout Tombs, out to Tombs. Tombs would always be closed around this time because they would go home for, to Vietnam during this time. Tombs used to have the best pad thai in town. They st- they, it's a hole Pat in the C- wall. Their Pat C- great. was great. Yeah, any of their noodle-based dishes were yeah. really, really good. So what do you mean used to be? I, I No, I used to go over there when I was at Whittier all the time. They're mm-hmm. closed, aren't they? Are they? No, I don't think Tombs is closed. I mean... That place has stood the test of time. I hope not. So it's just so long since I've lived on the north side that yeah. I, 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 I'm trying to. Right. But yeah, we used to go to we used to go to tombs at tombs least once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Um, uh, our team would, and it is, it's, it's still open. open. Yeah, it's still okay. open. Yep. Yeah, if you get a chance to, I, that's that's my big shout out for the week. If you get a chance, if you hear this, go to tombs. It's over on Twenty Fourth and Grand, kind of in that shopping center where 
DNS Pharmacy. It's DNS not that. Pharmacy it's not that is, anymore. Yeah, the, the, but the it's Trades the Fair Village Shopping uh, Center. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Whatever the 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 Somalian coffee place that's there, the Pizza Hut, it's all right there. Across like the street from Pride International Home like market, but there's a Somalian coffee place too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it, they have like a they have a, a clothing shop, and next door is like a it's a, a, a Ethiopian coffee. I wonder. Place. That's interesting. You know, I've always I've always seen I've, the videos. I've thought about going doing, in there. I just never have. I've always seen the videos of them doing like I think it's Turkish coffee mm-hmm. where they heat it up in the coils and they like that i've always wanted there's to try one coffee next like to that. super bowl noodle as well in eastridge right behind thai house uh thai house is good too it, it's thai house. Yes. that's brianna's favorite well i like really? super bowl noodle super bowl noodle and texas chicken bowl are probably my top two over there i like texas chicken texas, bowl. Uh, amen to texas that's another place you know what if you want good good asian food just go you've cruise or go gr- cruise. good good hispanic mexican food or good yeah. asian food just go cruise the boulevard after Seriously. about eight o'clock at night stay away from the south side I mean, yeah. let's face it. You, pack, you want real good Pack food. your heat if you go over I mean, there. But that's you, our hood. I, I can't stand Panda Express. <laughs> no, I can't I can't stand any of that commercial. You mean you don't like sugary chicken? No, dude. It's terrible. I'm after after sure what we grew up Panda eating. Like, no, no, we've had real Asian food. And, and it's the same with uh, Mexican food. Like, okay, Tex-Mex is okay here and there. But to eat it like all the time, I've got to have the real thing, man. Which I would Authenticity say, goes along. I mean, we got to give a shout out to our boy David making yeah. great food at Goonies, too. Oh, man. Best, best Asian fusion in town. Montial may El be Montial? the best Mexican food on. El Montial is, is great. El Montial too. is good. Um, Brianna likes, and I don't like it, the one off Southeast 10th and Arthur. Um, that's kind of more down Arthur. La Frontera. La, La Frontera. Frontera. I just don't like them because they take too long every time we go there. Bruh. Uh, it's just. Mm. <laughs> Don't make that face. It's, it's They've just, got great food. They they are good. My favorite uh, Mexican restaurant in town, just because I get the same thing over there. Their their uh, their uh, shrimp camarón at Braceros. Braceros is good. I like their queso fundido. Yeah, that's that's good. really good. All right, so here, let me ask you this then, because normally Lupitas, if, Lupitas burritos. If you want a burrito, go to Lupitas. I see. So don't say Lupitas because I know they have excellent burritos. Normally, we like going to Tacos Garcia for breakfast burritos. The one on the boulevard. The one on the boulevard. I I want to try somewhere new. I tried a different place. I'm not going to say who it was because I know a lot of people like this place, and I'm not going to say something bad about a local place, but I fucking hated it. So there's, and I'm never going back there. There's, so I want a place to try. I, two, I want to give you a nude place that you probably haven't tried, or may, you you, maybe you have. Did you say a nude place or a nude place? Uh, just a, a, a place that Naked you probably haven't frequented you know, very much. It's called Tai Tai, and it's on the east side. It's on South Grand. And it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, they as have well. breakfast burritos. No, but I'm just I'm I'm not going in the. Oh, bre- I get what you're saying. With this, I'm just saying an, an, a place you probably haven't tried. It it's in the Asian Thai food Thai. realm. That? It's good. It's over there, um, by where Judy's burrito used to be. Um, if you want a really good like. Oh, okay. There's a yeah. there's a uh, it's it's it, they do Asian food and Mexican food. It it. It, Shut the it's front technically door. called El Tigre, El Tigre, but it's it's just it doesn't have a name on the front. So if you're if you're going down Wolfland towards Coulter, and you're passing like Port Lane and, and those apartments that are right there, mm-hmm. there's this awning that has a tiger on it, El Tigre, and that's what it is. And they they do they do Mexican food and uh, uh, Asian food. El Tigre. Yeah, I'll have to try that. Really going good. back to the burritos, I mean, I. It's not around anymore, but Judy's used to have. Well, I know, yeah. I mean, we used to go to Judy's burritos. all the time. Yeah, they, they were the best white people b- breakfast burrito. Right. Um, another place that I go every morning, like if I'm at what is called Post 2, which is northeast, uh, the Boulevard and Mirror area. Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously you have tacos, which is great. Always. Uh, but if you go take a right it, before you go over the Ross Muir Connector Bridge, take a right on Southeast 3rd like you're going towards Jeebo's and B- Dick Bivens. Yeah, yeah. There's a place called El Vaquero's. Yes. They're pretty yeah. good. Yes. They're pretty good. And then there's a one even closer to the Dilla Villa that's very good too, and I forget the name of it. Um, but that well, that the one closer to the Dilla, Dilla Villa is a little bit, and I hate to be this way, they're a little bit more, more uh, traditional Mexican food. Okay. But uh, El Vaquero is pretty good too and I, I i think it's important that you put that because there's a lot of people in, in amarillo that don't understand mexican food to mexican Tex-Mex. food and tex-mex i didn't El, understand El, El what Vaquero it was is 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 kind of a combination yes there's a lot of old uh, people that like have have frequented that place for years it's got a lot of history el vaquero has been there for years i don't know if there's still the same ownership that's been there for years a younger guy's uh, the main manager um, and, and there's some older Hispanic women that work in the kitchen that I'm sure, you know, they, they, they know, they know their shit, but it does, El Vaquero to me tastes more Tex-Mex and then one down the street tastes more little traditional Mexican okay. on the, on the same topic of, might, of burritos, if, breakfast burritos. I may be wrong. You may feel like El Vaquero's traditional Mexican. I feel it's Tex-Mex, but on the boulevard, El, El Pollo Loco. Pollo Loco is good. very Pollo good. Pollo Loco is good. Um, I can't, I can't, I cannot think of the name of this place. It's over by. We would go there when I was at Whittier. I think it was off like 16th. And it's just, it's. I think it's called the Burrito Stop. Oh, uh, Chobies. Chobies. Yeah, I was looking at Chios. I was like, that's yeah. not Chios. It's not Chobies. Chobies is good. Uh, it's not Chobies anymore. But they, they, they sell burgers. They sell a little bit of everything. Burgers, What's the name burritos. of that burrito shop? That's downtown. That, the thing that's is behind, it called the Burrito Shop. Real quick, real quick. Uh. The, the thing that's behind Chobies, yeah. there's a little uh, Panera store. If you want homemade tortillas, go to that little store right there on really? Northeast 16th, right behind Ch- Chobies. They make the best, some of the best tortillas in town, and not a lot of people know about that See, place. and I think that's why the Lupita's on 10th Sanchez Bakery. the best one. Sanchez Bakery. Sanchez Bakery, Have yes. you been to this one? Uh, the Burrito Stop. It's burrito downtown. Uh-uh. Yes, I went there once a long time I've ago. I've never seen that I'm, in my life. Uh, I, it was yeah. good, but it wasn't anything that was like extraordinary. I still think the best burrito I've ever had was Dixie Dog in Idaloo, Texas, when I was in high school. Best burrito I've ever had. It's just a little drive James, up. you you probably ate there uh, before it got shut down. But Wimpy's Burgers used to be really good on the boulevard, and, yep. and then and then on at Northeast Sixteenth um, and uh, Martin Road, or not? Did, did you guys? Ever Northeast like 16th and Mirror. I was about to that's, say. That's going to say Northeast 16th and, yeah. and uh, Mirror was Mrs. Burger. And that oh, was I like, didn't know that. That was really good. That was I, really good. I, I fortunately, it's, a, it's a flat shop now. but <laughs> Fortunately, I got to try Arnold's before it shut down. And it was good. It was a good burger. Not, I haven't had Mr. Burger yet, though. Mrs. Burger. That's what No, it was. isn't there a Mr. Burger on Plains there, kind there, of over? I thought that shut down. No, so. that's, that's that shut uh, down too. The beef burger, burger and beef that's burger. the barrel. That's with the barrel. It's been there since the 1950s. It almost got shut down. My one day, oh, I shit. was like, I was driving by it, and I was like, I, we've got to try this. It's been it's been so long. I've lived here my entire life. This this restaurant is in articles. It stood the test of time. Yeah. It has to be good. So we tried it one night. Me and the kids. We sat out outside on the little picnic table and we waited for our food, and we ate, and it was good, man. I really enjoyed the burgers. The 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 it was almost shut down. Um, but the city of Amarillo, I think two years ago, they signed a petition and now it is a city landmark. As it, it should be. It's, it's been around since the early 50s. But Arnold Burger, my mom was there. on TV. It's Tom, Tom fucking Cruise. The Arnold Burger was uh, my, uh, like my mom was the hit of my fifth grade birthday party. 
So for every every year for my birthday, my mom, when I was in elementary school, she just only did this in elementary school, but every every year on my birthday, she would either bring like a cookie cake for the class, like it's my birthday, here's this for the class. Well, one year in fifth grade, she brought Arnold Burger, like the giant burger. Have oh, you no seen shit. that? Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I've they, seen they, it, but they, I've it never, I never like had it. It looked like a pizza. It was huge, and it was the burger. And yeah, everybody was like, holy shit, you know, everybody brings cake and stuff and cupcakes on the birthday, but your mom brought burgers and it was really good. That's pretty cool. And that's, that's the only like real big memory of I have of Arnold Burger. Did you um, guys, did you guys ever have Vince's, try the Vince's pizza challenge? No. Vince's used to be good. Yeah. They suck ass now. Yeah. We did the pizza challenge and it was raw on the inside of the pizza challenge. <sighs> yeah. They're, so they're trash. Ruined. When it was actually owned by the Italians that used to, that when they made no it, offense, Vince's, Vince's was really good. No, I fuck that. I'll Dude, I, I be, ordered be it. offended. Like I, said I ordered it one night. Just me and the kids here. And it took three hours to come. Yeah, it's not good. Anymore. Three hours. That's terrible. And when it got here, it was cafeteria pizza. No joke. Yep. No straight shit. up yeah, cafeteria pizza. We, wow. we know when I first started dating Brianna, her favorite one of her favorite things to get from Vince's was their was their gyros, mm-hmm. and they were really good. And now they're just trash. That place is. I can't believe that thing still passes health inspection. I mean, honest. but it used to be really good. Um, used to. There was one. More the place thing. where the place that's right by Vince's that's been there forever. The the um. Uh, the, Bangkok. No, it's it's a burger place. It was like it used to be a drive up, and their awning blew down. Oh yeah. No, it was a snow. The snow collapsed it a few few months ago. What is that place? No idea. Um, It's over by two. It's behind Hoots. Yep. Oh, A and W. A and W. There you go. Yeah, but it wasn't A and W, right? It was like R and. No, it was called A and W. K and K and N. -N. Was it K and N? It was K and N W. No, that was attached to the old Long John Silvers. No, I know that. <laughs> yeah, K and N root beer yeah. drive-in. That's what that place it, it has was, been around yeah, since the fifties. Um, there's a burger a place on Southeast Third that's kind of like south of Shiley's Barbecue. Uh, they're they're it, it's called like DJ's Burgers. They're pretty good. Uh, I think it, oh, let me look it up. I think it's Harold's Harold's Burgers. What's that one on the Boulevard? That's what I'm looking up. Yeah, they're they're pretty good too. Um, there's a lot of ton, hidden gems. Ton, ton of little hidden gems. Right. Um, you know what I've never had in Amarillo? I've never had in, in my entire life, and I want to try because I know we have good places. I want to try Indian food. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I want to try never, Indian I've oven. I've never had – yes, I want to try Indian – I've and never had Indian food. Punjabi so Affair? I, is that Punjabi, Punjabi, Punjabi yeah. Affair is very good. It, it, you have to have – Indian food's a very acquired taste. Yeah. But Punjabi Affair is fucking amazing. Indian oven, I ate there when they were by the airport. Uh, now I don't. I can't remember where they're new. Located. I think it's on South Bell, like Bell and uh, 34th. Is where Indian Oven is now. Okay. See, uh, but Indian a, Oven is very, very I'm good. I'm a huge bitch when it comes to spice. So that's you the only thing that's like scary. That's, mean, all, that's the only I reason mean, that's, all that, that curry, I bro. That's the only reason. But yeah, Punjabi Affair and Indian Oven. Both. Okay. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Indian Oven is at 34th and Bell. Uh, but I used to eat there when they were by the airport, and that shit was good. They were they were across the highway from the uh, Jesus Christ is a truck stop. <laughs> Remember that? that <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior truck you stop. You know, and there there's so many places in Amarillo that deserve your time, money, and and patronage more than some of these big chain can, restaurants. These big oh, chain for restaurants. sure. If you can eat locally, always eat locally yeah. before going. That's on what's gonna that's what's gonna keep Amarillo that. Amarillo. It's not gonna no offense against them. It's not gonna be the walk ons. It's Chili's. not gonna be the angel. Yeah, fuck or the whatever that crap Fuck is. Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's <laughs> and Cheddar's. They're and so trash. It's so garbage food. It's so bad for you. It's all processed shit. Didn't they used to have a, a dollar Long scratch. Island iced tea like 
from after seven o'clock, you could order as many as you wanted. <laughs> you get fucking annihilated. <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, we went to, I will say this, Applebee's used to have, I don't know if they still do, but Applebee's used to have this really good like shrimp appetizer. It's fucking amazing. And you get shit faced on alcohol on their Long Island iced teas. You just, you ever play that party table 75, huh? It reminds it's me fun. of the movie Waiting. Every time I step into an Applebee's. That's what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it is. I worked at Chili's all over the wall. Fucking <laughs> six years. Oh, all right, man. Moving it on. Uh, moving on. You know, I, uh, where are we at on time? I don't know. Who, Hour who 30. Who cares? Well, um, will what will inauguration look like? Are okay. protesters, so, any protests, or will it be celebrities and political elites surrounded by 10,000 National Guardsmen looking like <laughs> dictators? Here's, here's, here's why I'm laughing at this, because we, we've all seen the pictures. Joseph talked about it earlier on the podcast, where we have all these National Guardsmen that are sleeping in the Capitol, or at least that's what the, the media has us believe. Right. I'm sure they're got to be housed somewhere, but... I know that there was a big worry about the inauguration and President-elect Biden and, attention, and uh, attempted assassination attempts. And I do think that, you know, whoever our president is, we need to make sure that we protect them. But my worry is, and it's not even necessarily a worry, they're talking about how his inauguration is going to be socially distanced. When we watch this next Tuesday, all, is all we're going to see is a bunch of celebrities, because he's already talking about packing with celebrities, celebrities and political elite surrounded by taxpayer-funded soldiers our American soldiers, our National Guardsmen, protecting nothing, protecting them from nothing, and it's just going to look like shit that I see from China or from North Korea, where it's just a whole military indoctrinated-looking thing, and it's just so weird. Like I, I I'm, I'm very curious to see what this inauguration is going to look like. I think it's going to look like a party. It's going to be celebrated as such, as a victory. And it is a victory. You won. Well. It's going to be paraded around as we've got the big bad wolf out of the hen house, and this is this is us putting on a party, and everyone have a good time. There will be a lot of celebrities, no doubt. I think Tom Hanks is running it. Oh goodness! And you know what? <laughs> the majority of celebrities are Tom Hanks, Democrats, liberal. So there's going to be a lot of them. They're not. They they pretend to be. No. <laughs> They speak out on all the issues, and, and they 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 lean that way. They, they, they I, I still I still think a lot of left leaning stuff is not so much progressive as regressive. But I'm, we're not we're not talking the go down thing. that rabbit hole yeah. there. Yeah, we're not we're not going to go into all that. No, I just I I, I think it's going to be very. I'm just interested to see what it's looked like. In in my past, every single inauguration that I've watched, I'm looking at hundreds of thousands if not when obama was first inaugurated it was like a million people there celebrating and being happy i'm very curious to see what this is actually going to look like i'm also oh, very there's going to be fights for sure you think there so? will be a resistance you think there will somewhere. be a, an armed an armed friday resistance? night sissy fights <laughs> hey, i think there will be a small amount of people who are going to show up and cause as much turmoil as they can. Oh, there's but it's protests. not going to be enough to drown out what's, what's going on. It doesn't on. look like the federal government's fucking around, though. I mean, not, it looks like they're And I mean, once that down. man is sworn into office, you know, the civil service and the United States government is sworn to protect and do everything they can. So yeah. if, if people are looking to, like, fuck around, cause an uprising, be, be prepared to die. That's all I can say. Well, the same energy should have been brought when all the... The Trump guys were trying to storm the Capitol uh, and I broke don't, in. I don't get Capitol police easily. We're, we're fucking pussies. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, I'm not one. And, and like, you know what? Like, nobody <laughs> you see wants the guy to getting know, crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that is what you train for. And you, you're like there to guard like fucking DC and all of our 
government and everything, and you're just being a bitch on national I thought, television. I thought that was I thought that was one of the protesters trying to get in. I, 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 did, too. Too. I did too. I did too. He looked too. like a liberal. It, pussy. Was it not? A, was it not one of the protesters trying to get in? The guy screaming. I don't know. No, it was it was a police guy. Oh, yeah, he was a SWAT team. Officer. Oh, that's terrible then. But no, like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I had something. It's to say. just going to be it a sh- it's going to be a show, and like we said before, South Park is going to use it with their future episodes. It's going to be great. I'm just so excited to see how Randy is going to play into it. I just hope that <laughs> I just so hope, excited. I just hope that you know how they had um, Garrison play Trump. Yeah, all this time. Yeah, yep. I really hope that it's Mr. Slave as Biden. Oh God, oh, that's God. hilarious. That'd be fantastic. We're going to heal the world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Biden is a living, God. breathing Zombie. skeleton. <laughs> that guy, I mean, golly. I will say the few times I've seen him speak, he sounds a lot better now than he did six months he, ago. He, yeah, I mean, he's taking his medication. so it's They're awesome. giving him that alien uh, rejuvenation. <laughs> yeah. Speaking God of which. damn it, I knew that was coming. Oh, James, with a perfect segue into what it should be the main topic from now on. Here you go. Here you go, Aaron. If you're listening, this, yeah, is, this, for you. this is all for you, Aaron. So the CIA. Okay, so part of, part of the big omnibus um, package that the, the feds put out and signed last year. Uh, it's Sunday last year, right? Yeah. Um, was the the DOJ, the Department of Justice, I think it was the Department of Justice or the Department of Defense, has 180 days to release all the information that they have about aliens and about UFOs and shit like that. Well, the CIA went ahead and dumped a whole bunch of information, which was really just some case files and some, um, I think there were some some stuff between uh, that happened overseas that they had looked into as well. Just information of shit that they've been like, Hey, we have been investigating and looking into all these alien sightings over the last 70 years or however many years. Um, and from what I read, none of it really says anything that's, that's fun. So I, 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 I saw, I saw a comment on YouTube that was like, or maybe it was Reddit and it said, Whatever they release, whatever the CIA gives you, whatever documents you read, it's all it's it's what they they're giving you chunks. Yeah, it's doctored. It's it's been cut and edited. You know they're not going to give you the real out. shit. Yeah. Like shut the fuck up. Well, here it is, and I mean there's a lot. There's a lot of files, and I was I was uh I was under the influence the other night, and I went down the rabbit hole, and yeah. uh, I was uh just kind of looking and clicking and I got, before I got too sleepy, I, I was just, uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. but it's, it's nothing there. I'll say this. There's nothing in those articles that they released. That's, that's, that's more holy shit than, than what, uh, David Fravor or whatever that, that the, Fravor, the tick, yeah. the tic tac video, right? The, the experiences Which people have had still blows outweigh it. Still yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, the, the Tic Tac video is still, like, insane. The yeah. thing that I gather the most from and, and pay attention to is the fact that throughout all of these years, the U.S. government has had programs. They paid attention to UFO investigations, are. and that says it all. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're taking money and investing it into that type of research and that type of... Well, it's like I said. Experiment, like, I mean, it, 
that says it all. It it, it it exists to a point. I really, there you truly, go. I truly think, and like there was that thing that got released. The most recent thing I think was the 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 near Earth object that passed Earth in 2017 that was yeah. like cigar shaped. Yeah. Um. They they said that it was a Harvard scientist. It's it's made of a right. metal. It's made of a metal that they've never seen in any asteroid before. It slowed down at one point, which that's 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 all you need to know right there is that it slowed down. Yeah. I mean, a free-floating object like an asteroid in space cannot slow down. And so it's in a vacuum, right? So it's not going to slow down unless it hits something. And uh, it slowed down. It wasn't in our... Or if it was in our atmosphere, it would slow down. But it didn't. It wasn't. And so, uh, you know, that's very telling. And and all all it just kind of goes back to is what I've said, you know, like... uh, they're, 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 You look at the telltale signs, there's something every couple of months. I I truly think that... Whoever controls the majority of the satellites, the 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 you know the government controlling satellites, the Hubble telescope, all these things, there's something out there that they see that's coming, and they they know that, and that's why I think we're giving getting more information than ever before in the last 12 months. You know, it started with this little the the, the little things, and then the tic tac, and then uh you know now that and the creation of space force and all of this shit, and it just. There, I think something is coming, well, th- or or I, yeah. or something there is here, and 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 they're they're just trying to get the world for to not enter mass religious hysteria is the way I look at it. They I don't they don't want to reveal things because they think, and I I agree with them that we're not ready for that type of information. Oh yeah, there's something I I truly think we it's gonna like I've said I mean all I'm gonna say on it we've we beat the fuck out of this. But thing. it's something we have to Dead continue horse. to cover because it, it's it, well, regular. The, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like I told Aaron the other day, he's like, he was like, you know, bitching about aliens and stuff. And, and we give him a hard time. He's interested in it too, but we just give him a hard time. But the reason why we talk about it so much is every fucking month, there's something else that gets thrown at exactly. us. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, it's coming. It is coming. <laughs> Whether it's in the next 12 to 24 months, there's going to be a mass event. And we're going to be like, oh, fuck. I think that's what it is. I, I have a hard time believing that in mass people are going to recognize and accept that this is the reality unless it parks itself somewhere for days at a time. And literally you get, it's inundated on social media. It's inundated with media where it's just like there's an object in the sky and it hasn't moved now for 62 hours. I think only then people are going to be like. Yeah, I think this shit might be real. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there has to be some kind of. I, big I think I think they see something. I I have no evidence to back this, but I just feel like we've gotten more information in the last twenty four months than we have in the last thirty three years of my life, and I think they they know that something is coming. Like they see an approaching object of some sort that's 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 maybe light years away, but it's slowly moving towards us. I don't know about that one. I I don't know. Like I feel like something they 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 definitely are seeing observing. I say I'll say this. I think they are watching something that nobody else sees. I think there's a lot of stuff that, have, that people keep, have. Yeah. All I'm saying is NORAD is keeping an eye on something. Yeah, I I I think that there are enough people that have seen something that made it up high enough that they're like, hey, I. I I, it's hard for me to believe in major conspiracies about that, just because the sheer number of people that we have that you would have to keep silence in order to keep Shout them out like that to Tom DeLonge. But something, yeah, yeah. Way to go, Tom. You know what's funny is I went back and I watched that Tom DeLonge Joe Rogan podcast recently, and Joe definitely owes that man an apology because especially like a lot of the things that Tom talked about that David Fraber guy came on and basically clarified and confirmed. Yeah. And and like if you watch the Tom DeLonge Joe Rogan podcast, Joe t- treats Tom like he's some crazy idiot. 
the entire podcast. It's, He's it's, very condescending to him, and and literally, <laughs> legitimately, a lot of the documents we've got was because of Tom's company to the stars yeah. has helped release a lot. And of it's this. interesting because a uh, podcast I watched a few days ago on the Joe Rogan podcast was with Richard Rawlings. Yes, and he and was he, he, he was treating Tom. He was treating Joe Rogan the same way that Joe Rogan treated Tom. Yep. He was like, don't you Dude, know I don't want to talk about this. this is stupid. Like he was, he was being very condescending. Like he wasn't answering questions and that's all Joe Rogan would, would want to, he wanted to talk about was just aliens and, mm-hmm. and if he believed in them and what he thought and he was just shooting it down. But did you see the one with the last one with Jeremy Corbell back in November and that one dude? I can't stand that guy. I can't either. But but he had the <laughs> he had another guy that oh, like used to be he was a he was a a a, a writer mm-hmm. and he did a lot of press and found out a lot of these things and was talking about it and this is another documentary that Jeremy Corbell is making and yeah I can't stand Jeremy either but he always does have really good guests. He does have good stuff. He's like the and, youth pastor of UFO. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best Holy fucking description shit. of Jeremy Corbell I've ever seen. He really is a goddamn youth pastor. But anyway, um, <laughs> son of a bitch. But he he did and like he was he even said in that podcast that guy I can't remember his name, but he was like you know the things that Tom DeLonge has came up with and and showed you know the, these are real things and it's like Joe Joe owes Tom DeLonge an apology. He does, and he's turned into Tom DeLonge. Yeah, he so. has. He has. I mean, how many? He never would have done more than one interview with somebody from the UFO background unless shit was real. Let's face it. He's getting fed information. He's a celebrity, okay? He knows very important people. People are telling him things, and it's just building in his brain, and it, it gets to the point where he just has to talk about it, and he has to like blurt it out. And Every podcast, there's an alien segment this is another invitation for joe rogan to come on our podcast we'll put you <laughs> we'll up fly down the, to austin we'll, we'll, we'll put you down we'll put you up in a nice hotel here in Marlow. real quick i know we're riffing here and, and and just talking about joe really kind of uh reminded me of something i did this past week that i listened to it was a very early episode this was before this was a uh, episode 137 of the joe rogan podcast it was before wow. it was before he was with jamie it was before he was in that studio it was when he was still making his podcast out of his home okay, so 137 and he's at like 1540 now or something like that 1550 yeah. in the thousand yeah, yeah and, range. and so this was like 137 and this was filmed and taped in 2011 i've been on a very big kick of this guy He's like up there with like he's like a hero of mine. I've tried to get better at cooking. I've tried to get better at at at, at just like being very culturally sensitive, like trying things from different cultures. Diverse. Like I want I want to travel the world, and it, it's I owe a lot. Fieti, isn't I, it? No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I owe a lot to this man. I he is a legend, and I know and, where you're going. And, I do too. And uh, I just want to talk about. I mean, we've never really talked about him on the podcast. Uh, he died in 2018 uh, via suicide. My hero. Anthony Bourdain. Like, I listened to that podcast with Joe Rogan, and it was the only podcast he did with him, and it's just a shame that he never got to talk to him later towards the end, especially with Joe being popular. And you could tell uh, Joe would have probably had better questions for him. Then It's a very interesting podcast, but um, I, I, I'm very I'm a huge fan of No Reservations. I'm a fan yeah. of Parts Unknown. I've read his book, Kitchen Confidential. Uh, guys, what do you guys feel about Anthony Bourdain? Parts Unknown was a great show because of Anthony Bourdain. Anything Anthony Bourdain did, he was what made it work. Because you could put anybody else in there and it would just be the same as another show. 
it was it was his perspective. Mm-hmm. It was the way that he had respect for the different cultures, and it was just he he always seemed so fucking smart. He oh he's so smart, so smart. He's and and the cool thing about Bourdain is he's always. It never mattered who he was interviewing, without the exception of famous uh, uh, you know French chef uh, Paul Bocuse. Who passed away in 2016? Who's an, who's a phenomenal chef? Yeah, he but, he, he cooked but, with Florian Belanger. Yes, the the rabbit dinner that it's it, and he's just he is like. But the, what I was getting at is 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 Tony was the type of person, regardless of who he was interviewing, he was always more interesting than the person he was talking to, but he never showed that. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't even think he realized that at the time. That's just the respect that I give him as a as 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 of who he was, he is definitely no matter nine times out of 10, whoever he's interviewing, he's has more to offer and more terms to tell, but he was, he was a terrific storyteller. He would go on these, he was, he, he would go on these journeys around the world and really bring you into these people's lives. And he would go to like hostile zones, you know, he, and he didn't give a shit. He was a badass. He was, he's considered like, uh, the bad boy of cooking and, for those that don't know, like he's not just a TV personality. He was a, a line cook, uh, chef at Leal's. Uh, it's pronounced Leal's, but it's spelled L-E-S-M-A-L-L-E-S. It's in, uh, I think it's in Hell's Kitchen. I may be wrong. And I'm sorry, but that's not Leal's he's trying to say, people remember. Leal's. Leal's. And in case you also know, Guy Fieri is not the bad boy Flavor of cooking. Town. Just so you know. No, the bad boy of cooking is, is, <laughs> no. is, is Tony. For Bourdain's sure. personality was so captivating because he was so funny too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was hilarious. It, he he seemed like he could go and do a, a, a set of stand up at the pro- same time. He probably could, or be on a show and cook a, a great dish for everybody to view. I mean, he he was versatile so, in everything that he did. And what's crazy is like some of the chefs that he had, especially during Parts Unknown. Uh, he he interviewed some of the best chefs the world has ever mm-hmm. seen, and he's nowhere near their caliber. But his 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 respect he had for it and his knowledge that he had for cooking and and like that's the thing like I've tried to become better at cooking I'm I'm nowhere fucking near any level of anything but I'm just trying to be better and I I always get in that mood like I, every time I cook dinner for my family I put on parts unknown or no reservations I have to like so it just gets me in that zone I see this when I watch some of his old stuff and I really try to analyze. I see a lot of the loneliness now in his shows. Oh, 100%. It's so when you look at it now and you see why he died that he, you know, he he was a suicide, you see just kind of in his interactions you can kind of see that loneliness that I'd never picked up when I watched it. There's until an ep- I watched it after. There's an episode of Parts Unknown that's I think it's in like season 2 and it's Sicily. And he's there and and so he go this guy, he so if and he explains this in that Joe Rogan podcast, which you should listen to, uh, episode 137 with Anthony Bourdain. He explains how the show works, and it's it's basically on no reservations. And then he, he, he it's towards the end of no reservations where he was moving on to uh, Parts Unknown. They called it Layover before they changed the name of it. And uh, so what, what they did was uh, they the way the show worked is they would always get – there's a fixer. Anthony's talking and he says there's a fixer in every town in the world and he, he especially in these countries he they, it's somebody that they get in contact with and if they can't yeah, find a fixer sense. they get a blogger and they, they set all these things up and and so they a liaison got, they, yeah basically and so they they uh, they set it up in Sicily and he goes out and he, what the the premise is is he's going to go on this boat 
on the beaches of Sicily on the shore that's very heavily populated, that it's kind of like a tourist attraction. There's a lot of kids and families swimming in, in the water. And, and he goes out on this boat, and, and the premise is, is they're going to get this, this, this chef allegedly gets all this fresh shit daily to, to put on the boat, and he takes it back to his restaurant daily. And so that's what he's taking Tony out to do. And during that episode, he's like, I can't see there anything living down here because of how many people are playing so close by. And if you've ever fished, if you know anything about fishing, you never fish near the shore because that's where all the fucking hot dog and, and Fourth of Julyers are, are yeah. on the beach. You have to go looking for the fish. And so they're they're basically staying very close to the coast. And, and he, you could tell his attitude's kind of going down. And he's just like, I, I just don't see anything living out here. And so they go snorkeling looking for like sea urchins and octopus and things like that. And he's like, I'm not seeing anything. And then all of a sudden I hear splash and something hit my head. And I turn around, splash, something hits my head again. He he figured out while while he was down there with the guy looking for food, the guy on the main boat from that chef was throwing dead octopus and fish into the water to make it look like that guy was getting fresh fish, and and you could just tell that he was like, uh, I know a dead octopus when I see one, and and <laughs> just just the way that Anthony can kind of. Do He's a no bullshitter. Well, was, but the way, honest. but at the same yeah. way, the way he could tell his humor to make it seem yeah. like lighthearted. But then the camera shows. He said, "I had, like, obviously, this is you know, Tony records his dialogue weeks after they've already been back yeah. in the states and everything when they do the editing." And he's like, "I had to go back to the hotel and drown my sorrows in vodka because this right here, folks, I felt like I hit rock bottom." And the camera just pans, and you can just see he's just like, "Fucking really." Like, I just spent the last fucking two hours with you swimming, looking for nothing, and your friend's throwing dead fish into the water. And for, so he, a, for a fucking visual. And he goes back to the hotel, right. and he just drinks, and he said, I'm going back to... He even says in the episode, I'm going back to the hotel to load up on alcohol and prescribed medications. And, and it's just like, there were bits and pieces of his pain. Yeah. I could... Yeah. I mean, he, he loved alcohol, and I remember an episode when he was in Russia... That one we watched. Yes. Me and Brianna watched that yes. last night, where he's pounding with that dude yeah, in that dude, really fancy pounded. hotel, that chubby guy. Pounded, dude, he's dude. fucking shit faced in I, that episode. Back when um, Parts Unknown aired, it was like 2013 around that. Yeah, I religiously watched that all the time mm-hmm. because it was like I said before, I was drawn towards his personality. And how captivating he was, and how much information he could deliver to us as viewers, and like you could tell there was a pattern over the years of the drinking, and him, you know, being able to travel all over the world, yet he's still—you could just tell something was wrong. Yeah, he had demons. I don't know. Like I know you said that you kind of got a feeling of that once you went back and, and watched it now, knowing what had happened and how he took his own life, but. Did you guys ever get that feeling during during the times where you watched it back then? So during the, the we you know we watched kind of some of those. I remember being at your house sometimes. We'd watch it together and things like that. And and during the time, it was just kind of like, now this is just a badass because at the time, we me and you were very heavy drinkers, and so it was just like we were in our party phase. And and I just saw this is just man, this guy's got the greatest job in the world. He's just sitting here just getting shit faced drinking. But now as an adult and thinking back to that, yeah, for sure. It's there front and center. And I think that's just the illusion of entertainment. When we look at people like him, 
like Chester Smith. You think they're like invincible. Robin Williams. You think, yeah, you think, my God, he's making millions of dollars and living this extravagant life. You never once think about their actual emotional state I mean, because you're reaping the benefits of their art. If you really want to deep dive into Anthony Bourdain as a person, read the book Kitchen Confidential. He goes into his life stories as a line cook and he talks about how he used to do heroin and cocaine right before his shift. Like he would work a double and he would start his morning with cocaine. He'd work a double, do cocaine at work. And then after he got off, he would do heroin so he could sleep at night because of his thoughts and his demons. And then, so he, then he would do cocaine to wake up. Like that's the type of person he was. And then he got clean and God. sober. It's just a brilliant mind. Yeah. That's all, one thing He's that like, I will always associate with him. Like that's what captivated me. He, his he, mind. He reminds me of like a, a Robert Frost or a, 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 a the Irish author, uh, Wild, Oscar Wilde, Oscar Wilde. Uh, a Robert Frost or an Oscar Wilde that could cook. That's and a, uh, he he's like a product of that, and he, he had it all, man. And he's just, I can't say enough good things about Anthony Bourdain. He is my hero. He's definitely the person I look up to now, and it's, it's a shame. Now, before we end it in talking about him. Have you guys heard the 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 conspiracy theory surrounding his death? Of I what he know. was involved in. Of course in? there's a conspiracy. Oh, that's well, it. So you guys uh, know who Chester Bennington is, correct? Yeah. From Lincoln Park that committed suicide. Yeah. Um, Chris Cornell also committed suicide via yeah. hanging. Mm-hmm. Allegedly that and you this is actually I mean it's not alleged. There this is true. Uh, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell were both big advocates against uh Oh, child, child trafficking, trafficking yeah. and things like that, and and like pedophile, pedophilia, and, and and sex trafficking in general, and obviously, what big thing happened shortly after all these deaths, the Jeffrey Epstein things and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bourdain was also a heavy advocate for child trafficking. And advocate the, against advocate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. I had a few, I've had a few drinks in me and sorry, I missed those jumbled those words, but yes. Uh, yeah. He was a very heavy, heavy advocate against child trafficking, sex trafficking. Uh, he made that very well known during his tenure as being alive. He was kind of a humanitarian in that regard. Uh, the conspiracy theory is that all of these gentlemen, their deaths all involved suicide by hanging. And they all happened around the time as news started to break of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Which is very, it is very coincidental. Yeah. Um, obviously, you, you think of, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's recent stand-up. He, you know, he comes out and he says, We must never forget that Anthony Bourdain killed himself. This man toured around the world having interesting conversations and eating delicious foods and still took his own life. Having that job, just from the outside looking in, seems perfect. But me and Brianna were talking about it last night. And it's like, as a family man, and on that podcast with Joe Rogan, just when he was doing Parts Unknown, or excuse me, uh, No Reservations, he was saying that he was only in the U.S., in home, and maybe not even at home, about 120 days out of a 365 calendar year. That's a long time to be on the road, traveling, shooting. I can already see the mental toll that could take on you, especially being family. He had a son, being married. He had he went he he was married during those reservations, had a divorce, and then went with his new wife towards the end of that show, 
uh, that he was with when uh, he he passed away. And then but, being the type of person that has a background of needing to do coke to stay awake and heroin. To yeah, fall so he that he, alone. I think he already had depression that was yeah. front and center, and that's the only thing that makes me think that his death was a, legitimately just a suicide. But it does. We we love pod we love podcasts we love uh, of conspiracy we love the the nature of surrounding that and it is coincidental I will say that in the least that's all I'll say on it because I have too much respect for Anthony Bourdain to I think I think to to to, to I think you're taking away from him as a person when you start coming I think you do that with anybody like Chester Bennington uh, anybody that's taken their own life Robin Williams. You you take away from their the the legacy that they have. Like you shouldn't dive into what whatever how they died. Whether whether it's conspiracy or not, that's none of our business. So um, so the outside noise the, is that that he was involved. That he was involved oh, okay. with with a, with a, with a child a child trafficking racket to stop that. Him, Chester Bennington, all these celebrities, and 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 the, and the thing. So and, the, and it is true. I mean, they all died around the same time frame within a year. So, so they were by, via suicide by hanging. And around the same time that the news broke with Jeffrey so Epstein, I, so the powers that be, the the, the higher ups, were putting pressure on them. The, the conspiracy what, is what, what the, is the it? conspiracy is that there, there was a shadow group that had uh, Chester, uh, Kurt, uh, not Kurt, excuse me, Chris Cornell and Anthony Bourdain assassinated, basically. Which See, I don't believe, and I'm yeah, I'm under the belief that. Let's face it; these men were generally damaged, incredibly damaged and and very artistic, and that type of mentality—the incredibly artistic, the eclectic—they do lend a little bit more versus an analytical side in terms of depression and things like that. I think uh, an argument could be made for. I think it's just more people have demons, that, and fuck people that try to find the other people's demons yeah. and digging to their past. That's yeah, I, and I completely agree. And you go to the whole Kurt Cobain thing with uh, him com- committing suicide. It, it kind of ties into it, right? There was always, you know, that shitty ass documentary soaked in bleach. Yeah, that conspiracy. It's full of holes that, that Courtney, Courtney, Love. Courtney Love killed him, and all these things. You know, Kurt Cobain had chronic back pain. He had chronic sinus infections, and he, not to mention, you know, drug addiction and everything that comes with being a celebrity. No, none, no, none, none of us in this room, and nobody that ever like looks up fucking conspiracy theories before you go to bed at night has ever been in the limelight to where you are front and center. Nobody knows what that's like and what can take a toll. And I can imagine being away from your family for over 200 days a year and, and having to do these things that, and you're put into situations where, you know, you're an alcoholic as like Bourdain probably knew he was, but when he goes and travels, what do, what do people want to do? They want to drink with you. And for alcoholics, sometimes that can be a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously. And I, I he killed he killed himself, hundred percent. And I I love the dude. I just wanted to talk about Bourdain for a little bit. Yep. But I don't believe in the conspiracy. I don't believe in the conspiracy about Cornell. Yeah, I don't. And I don't. I don't see much truth to that. I think Chester Bennington case was he was so close to Chris Cornell, like that was his hero. Yeah. You know, if you ever watch the video of them doing Hunger Strike, the 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 uh, the Pearl Jam song with a. Uh, Chris Cornell does vocals on, or actually was a, well, they, they made a cross band temple of the dog. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh, you know, Chris Cornell is performing a concert doing hunger strike and, and Chester Bennington comes out to sing Eddie Vedder's part. And, uh, they were just very close. And I think Chester had demons 
and he just lost someone he very much looked up to, and I think it hit him very hard, and he killed himself the same way. I think it's all coincidence. It's very hard to wrap your head around other people's decisions that make the decision to kill themselves. It is it's because very hard you're to not put yourself in you're not position. them, and yeah. you you never will be. So you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what what led them to that point. Yeah, yeah. So to wrap well, to wrap yeah. it up, I don't want to wrap it up on a sad note. Um, our last bullet point that we had in the Google Doc, you know, NFL playoffs are front and center. Uh, we do do a sports podcast, but real quick tonight, uh, you know, we have the. The Bills playing the Ravens, and actually the game going on right now. What is that, James? It's I'm going to call it right now. I think Mayfield is going to win tomorrow. Yeah. I think I think Mahomes is not. The Packers, are, to do the Packers are currently beating the Rams 10-3, to 3, I th- which they're, they're going to win. I that. think it has nothing to do with, with the Chiefs. I think that the Chiefs suck at stopping the run, and the Browns dominate at running. Right. That's a very And that's valid, what it's going to come yeah, down to. And, and, that's and, what it's going to come down Browns, to. The Browns have probably the best offensive line we've seen in NFL playoffs in years. Yeah, that O line is fucking solid. Yeah, and I could t- I could see him pulling an upset. It reminds it re- me it really of late two thousands Patriots. I, re- I really think Lye it's gonna he was, yeah. it's gonna come down to. Uh, I really think the game is gonna come down to Baker Mayfield not fucking up and being able to run the offense and be a game manager. If he can do that. I think the defense and that O line and the run game for the Cleveland at least keeps it close enough to win to come down to a field goal. I agree. Uh, yeah, I. But I like Mahomes. I want. I mean, he's a good kid. I think the Bills will win, and I want them to win. Well, the you Brown, think the Bills will no, win? We're the, talking about no, Browns. I know, but yeah. I'm I'm talking. I'm going tonight. in a different direction. You think the whole tonight. thing? You think the Bills are going to win it? No, I just I'm talking about the game tonight. I think the oh. the Bills will defeat the, Raven, the Rams. The Ravens. The, the Ravens, the Ravens and. Uh, Green Bay is going to come out on top. I don't think so. And I do I do agree with you. I think that the Browns are going to upset the Chiefs. You think they will? I, I hope they will. And I, I'm going to say this. The winner of this game, the Chiefs-Browns game tomorrow, outside of the Bills, the winner of the Browns-Chiefs game is who I want to win the Super Bowl. The Browns, Chiefs, or Bills, one of those teams. It's, it's all and then, and then you have Tampa Bay and I was going to say, you don't think Brady's going to be able to be the GOAT? Oh, I think Brady's going to be Brady how he is in the playoffs. He's got so I many games under his belt in the postseason. I, I, just, I don't think – and if he makes the Super Bowl, good on him. I just don't – I don't see that Tampa Bay team beating, uh, you know, the Bills or the Chiefs and maybe even the Browns in the Super Bowl, but – how fucking awesome would that be if I mean, Cleveland goes to the Super Bowl? AFC Championship, I'm going to call it. The Browns. And the Bills. And the Bills. NFC Championship. Packers. And I'm going to say Tampa Bay. I'm going to say I, I think Breeze has a history, not Breeze himself, but the Saints have a history of choking in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think I think Tampa wins that game 31-28 tomorrow. So does let, – let's just say – let's say Tampa Bay wins. Does that solidify Brady as the goat forever? I think it already has. has And him winning a playoff, yeah, but it's but I mean, but it's one thing to say you've been a part of a dynasty and you're great, but then to leave, I mean, I guess, and then win again. I guess that's different stats. I guess you could subjectively say that he's the goat right now, but if he were to win with Tampa Bay this year, yeah, you could say objectively that he is. The greatest. I think he's already objectively. I agree with James yeah, too. Yeah. I just think there are people that subjectively disagree with him. And him, him winning a playoff game, and just getting to the playoffs with Tampa Bay made the move a success and made it 
made him even more legendary for him to go to somewhere else, take 100%. that team to the playoffs, win a playoff game. Yep. I mean, just that right there alone. Even yeah. what, you know, who cares what happens, you know, tomorrow when they play? Just that alone. I mean, that that's yeah, that's a team, great. A team that's, that a team that's that, so legendary right there. I mean, he's he's obviously made Bruce Arians a better coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 he always. I think the debate can be settled for sure, hands down, over Brady Belichick. That yeah, it was that, Brady. Well, Belichick's a genius. Belichick is the greatest coach in the NFL of all time, in my opinion. I hate the Patriots, and I hate I, I hate to say it, but Belichick is the best coach. Brady is the best quarterback of all time. But it just proves of how good Brady really is. It does, and and he has had a we- lot of weapons. <laughs> he's weird. But- he's weird. He's you know can be a bit of a cocksucker sometimes when he doesn't go and shake the oppo- opposing team's hand. But you know what? I've always kind of looked at it like from a Kobe Bryant mentality. When you can walk the walk and talk the talk, you can do whatever the fuck you want. He's got the Mamba yeah. mentality, and that what that's what makes him great. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree with you. I want the Browns to win the Super Bowl just because, or the Bills, because those teams have not, Bills have not won a Super Bowl in over fucking 35 years. And, and it'd be like the, the Nets the, winning. The Browns have never won a Super Bowl, and the Browns have never, uh, they haven't been in a, in a postseason in over 17 years. So, you know what I find funny? One of our first podcasts that we had, we, were, we talked about the NFL, and I said Baker Mayfield was the worst thing in the nfl right now what's funny and he's not anymore well carson Wentz is the yeah, worst thing in the nfl so uh baker has made a huge jump he's grown up a lot in terms he's, of his play he's grown up in a terms lot of his play personally is, is o- can odell come back in these playoffs at all or is he completely done for the season i think he's done i don't think he can like he's that injured, right? Like he cannot. There's no time frame. Even if they made the Super Bowl, he won't be able to play like, in it. I mean, I I just want to see. I want to see Cleveland or Buffalo in the Super Bowl. You know, I feel for the the Buffalo fan base going. You know, four straight times to the Super Bowl in the '90s from '91 to '90. 90- yep. 94 and Fucking not winning. That kicker, one. what's his name? Scott Norwood. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Norwood. So, I mean, and in Cleveland, they they were relevant in the '80s. They made noise in the playoffs back then, but. I just want to see them on top. Yeah, those, a new brand, new team. They deserve it. Those those two that are franchises. My, Bills or Browns, I, I really want them to win the Super Bowl. All right, so pick if your the pick. Chiefs, if the Chiefs can make it, I'm down with them repeating because Andy Reid got so much shit when he was in Philadelphia for going to the NFC Championship five times. I think that would be badass for him to just fucking repeat. Um, so they're my third pick. But So who's your number one? If you called it today. I, I, who's who, going to win the Super Bowl? Who, who, who's more likely? Who not call it? Or who I want? Who do you who do you who do you think using all the available evidence at your disposal? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who do I think is going to win? Yeah. Or who do I want to win? Using all available Objective. evidence, who do you think? Objectively, who's objectively gonna win? who do you think is going to pull it off? Brady or Rodgers? I think Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. I think Brady. I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Gonna, so you, we're all in agreement. It's going to be an NFC team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, well, I don't know. I want to see how Kansas City plays Cleveland. If plays they tomorrow. go in there and blow the fuck out of that defense, like forty-one to ten, that might be Kansas, a little different. Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas yeah. City will beat anybody. Yeah, I just think I think Kansas City's going to stumble. I think the reason why none of us are going to pick you exactly, and I think the reason why you're as thinking great as that, they are, I, I think the reason you're thinking that is no team outside the Pats, and that was like 10 years ago, 
has repeated. It's very hard for if, teams. If Cleveland to can run the ball, well, and it's hard like to go saying. against Rodgers and Brady. Like if you're going, if you try to pick a team against someone uh, against that season, I feel like Cleveland has a legitimate chance to upset the Chiefs. I, I do too. With that running oh, game, agreed. I do too. Hundred percent. I do too. I think it's going to be close. It's Miles gonna, Garrett I, coming I, off the edge. I mean, it's going to come down to a field goal. And yeah, shout out to him. That that dude is something special. Like he's probably one of the best left ends of all time. And try to watch the Tech game. See if Tech can pull it out and, again. And speaking of a great game, this is a big game right here on yeah. TV. Baylor and Texas Tech basketball Vaughn's game. brother plays for Baylor. Yeah. Our buddy. Yeah, this is a 34-32 right now. And uh, then pulling it out at the last second Tech, against yep. UT was Tech's huge. coming off a huge win against uh, they, they UT. Might, they might do some damage in the tournament. And so might their people on uh, University Street yeah. if they win again. Yeah, yeah they, destroy they, they, the scooters, jump on, turn over cars. <laughs> Which I'm all for it. I hate Lubbock. I hope they burn it down. Burn yeah. it down to the ground. To the ground. To the ground. But Super Bowl has yet to be determined. We're still thick in the playoffs. It's going to be a good night, weekend of games. So make sure you join us next week as we decide if any of us were wrong or if we have our predictions still in place. Yep. This has been fun for you guys. It's been fun for me. I don't I've know. I don't know if it's been fun for the listener. They may have turned it off in the last five minutes. In the first five minutes, I think our fan still listened. We uh, our our <laughs> fan, our fan. fan. Yeah. Just like when I was a kid growing up, I was allowed to invite my friend to my birthday party, well, and that was like all the way up to sixteen. So, so be it. Whoever listens, we love you. We yeah. love you. Thank you very much. I'm Jared see Scott. You naked. I'm James. I'm Joseph King. We'll see you next. Stay week. Stay tuned. Be Peace. good to each other. Bye.